0: And now to begin my list of 100 people who've been killed in cinema by xenomorphs, predators, (laughs) and (laughs) Terminators. And we are back with Dark Side of the Moon. And this week, unfortunately for both of us, we watched The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh... (laughs) You know, it's a little act of, of masochism and sadism <laughs> all wrapped up in a tiny little package. Got to with finish what we always, started. <laughs> exactly. We, we have to finish what we started. <laughs> <laughs> that was the brave no we gave each other before we watched it. Uh, with me, as always, is my co host Vincent Green, and we are going to get into it, uh, Vincent, on second viewing. That it, that it, you know
1: what, it didn't hurt me as much on second viewing, definitely. Um, Yeah, no, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, should we just say, like, Mark Webb came back to return, and I just wanted to touch on that, like, uh, Alex Kurtzman. Oh, yeah, you give
0: us give us the rundown, the who's who, and we can move forward.
1: Um, Yeah, so pretty much, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Mark Webb returned as the director. This time, we've seen Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orkey took on the writing roles. They are um, long-time collaborators with J.J. Abrams, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, we were expecting kind of a high concept in a story. Andrew Garfield returned as Peter Parker, Emma Stone, Gwen Stacy. This time we've seen the introduction of Jamie Foxx's as Electro, Max Dillon, and D- Dane DeHaan as the Green Goblin. And um, actually, I want to point out that Felicity Jones is in this too, uh, Jane Urso from Rogue One, and um, Paul Giamatti made an appearance as the Rhino. But um, yeah, I- I- I'm like you know, all. I-, I wasn't too overly hurt by this movie this time around. <laughs> This time around, because like my expectations are way down, and one thing we talk about a lot on here is like how expect <laughs> how expectations can completely change your mindset and how you view a movie and how you enjoy a yes. movie. And I think this is like a fine example of it: low expectations equals more enjoyment, but still yes. the same problems occur, of course.
0: And it works both ways. I know. Again, I don't want to get off topic. We have, but I think it works both ways. Also, I was I was very late to Breaking Bad party. Breaking Bad was a phenomenal show could possibly lift and lived up yeah. to the absolute life-changing existential dare i say religious experience yeah. that people were having with the show and we watched it and go, this is really really cool but honestly it was the it was exactly the opposite yeah but when you go into a show uh this one i, I went in and I, I, I was this didn't hurt me like spider-man 3 did yeah. but very few things ever did <laughs> the last season of game of thrones has the gold medal
1: oh, uh, fuck i think you my, DB Vice and David Benioff. That's all I'm gonna say. Just fuck the both of you. Yeah, it's like you ruined that for everyone.
2: If you had not
0: made this if they didn't make that season, I would just be broken. But I've been broken for a long time, so that would be fine. But 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 that season took
1: something. It's cool. like, it was <laughs> like I had a really good relationship with these people, and they screwed me over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was just like you came home and found them in bed with bad writing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 but anyway, back back on back on topic. But I, I I watched this the second time. I was expecting to hate. It. Now don't get me wrong. The t- I didn't hate it, yeah. but the tone of this film was. You know what? In my head, I oddly you enough, know, I just literally just pictured the yo-yo. You know, a visual metaphor. It was just like you know, really sad, somber kind of uh, what's going to happen between me and Gwen. And then there's like really like, oh, I'm Spider-Man, I'm quipping and I'm grabbing pl- like plutonium, like it's you know yeah. something not to be feared. Like oh no, Ooh, look at me, I'm having I'm having a blast. <laughs> a and, um, and then you know, it, it tried to shift back and forward so much that I just felt. Like, you know, I think it shakes you loose yeah. from the story. It literally does. Like, up, down, up, down, up, down, and you, you fall out of the Ferris wheel at some point.
1: <laughs> what did you um, What did you make of the alterations of, like, um, Green Goblin, Harry Osborn, Norman Osborn? What did you make of those kind of alterations in his relationship with Peter? All that kind of stuff. Um, you know... In comparison I, to, obviously, the Todd McGuire movie. I absolutely hated the original Harry Osborn. James Franco James Franco and
0: it's not I don't know if it's his character not
1: even James Franco's portrayal yeah exactly yeah. Even his fault. I think
0: like I think that's probably what Sam Raimi wanted that's what he got and that's fine That's that was his artist artistic direction and I'm just some dude out there in the ether yeah and he was wrong but but I, I hate Sam Raimi him. was wrong but, like, and I, 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 I kind of like the I don't know I, I thought he was played better again cheesy and I didn't like him or anything like that but there was moments I, like I remember when he, you know his father dies and it turns out there was the uh, the Osborne curse yes they're phenomenally wealthy and phenomenally influential and powerful but it doesn't matter their genetics yeah. are against them uh, which I thought was quite cool like you know I thought it was a cool storytelling narrative um and I thought it was a really cool scene where he was sitting there and one of the lawyers is like Harry and he goes Mr. Osborne we're not friends. Yeah. <laughs> you know And I thought he was setting himself up better. I thought he was having fun with the character. You remind me a little bit of, um, uh, the who's Lex Luthor now? Um, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg, yeah. Uh, you remind me a bit about Eisenberg as in the energy is more uh, modern day, you know, Silicon Valley kind of- Kickstarter kind of CEO energy than, than what you expect from the, the old foreboding heavy William Defoe energy. Uh, even though William Defoe would have been the powder character, I you know, but I'm just saying.
1: Um, In terms of
0: villains, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I just i I know they were trying to build up to the sinister six, but I think they could have just introduced Harry, introduced his motives, met him a bit twisted. Which it, he he the last half hour was such a shit show.
2: Yeah,
0: that it just I don't know. I, I it just felt unnecessary. Like why stop there? And why not have had Vulture show up after Gwen dies, after he defeats. Fucking, you know, after he defeats the goblin, why, why then, so. stop there? Like, why not have Venom show up after that? Like, what, why, why too? Eh? just have a bad guy, man? Yeah, just have a bad guy. And if you like, an end game earned its final scene, you yeah, earned it to over twenty films.
2: Yeah, you have to this earn it. Win it.
0: You have to earn it. Uh, looking at you, Liverpool.
1: Yeah. All of you sons of bitches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're talking about the, the European Super League. It's a, it's a whole different thing. Yeah,
1: it's a whole different
0: thing. It, it, it know, could I be a whole podcast. <laughs> I dare say it's an entirely different conversation.
1: Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, what did you make of Dane DeHaan's fringe? The longest fringe in the history of fringes.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, no, like, I mean, yeah, that's... that's, that's an unnecessarily uh, long fringe. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, yeah I mean, that just... well he couldn't afford to
0: get a haircut with the whole
1: there uh, that just annoyed me the whole way through I was just like that fucking fringe is in his eyes constantly
0: Like, I f- love the fact that he's introduces Peter's old
1: best his buddy old pal yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: oh
1: man I swear to God you're just like you know Harry my best pal Harry like where the fuck is this dude in part one? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. like if your best pal that you didn't think to mention once throughout the first movie. Like, yeah, not yeah. even once. Like, your not... girlfriend is working in his father's company and he didn't be like, uh, yeah. have you seen Harry her he around say, here? He,
0: they say the word Oscorp about 25 <laughs> you know times in I mean? the first like,
1: film. In the climax, it's like, where is he? He's in Oscorp. Where, where are we going? We're going to Oscar. No,
0: no, no. I'm no, no, buddy on pal, old Uh But, uh, yeah, no, I thought like, See, it was parts of this film where I have to admit I was kind of enjoying it.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, yeah. like I mean, it's I, I, I actually season. think the way they, Garfield, and I, again, we're just like for for expediency, I'd probably sometimes just gonna say Holland and Maguire, Yeah. Uh, just you know, because we we were we're in our third iteration of modern An- days. You can't
1: call him Andrew because it sounds weird. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Can't
0: call him <laughs> I think the thing with Andrew. Yeah. Way,
1: yeah. No. Yeah. But, Gar- uh,
0: but Garfield, I like the way he moved, like literally physically moved. Yeah, I know it was all special effects. I know, in fact, to be honest with you, like that opening scene, he probably doesn't actually have to show up until like day five. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as a as a as a guy in the actual Spiderman, would be right though. But, um,
1: his Spider-Man, even if it's not him, moved very well. Yeah, and I, I kind of I I kind of
0: really really enjoyed that. I I found myself enjoying it again. Uh, he you know he shows up and goes, Mister Bad Guy, would you do? And I was kind of going, yeah, that's. Spider Man of the comics,
2: mm. you
0: know, that's Spider Man of the comics, and I kind of like and I loved and I this is probably one of the fondest things I could say, it, and it's a silly thing. I loved the way he used his webbing, I love the way that he used it for like kind of silly things, but it was all it was such an extension of him. Yeah. It was like when somebody can play an instrument really well, yeah. it's like he's really learned how to use it, whether it was like hiding something at the last second from Matt May, yeah, or getting a machine gun to point upwards instead of at him and kill him,
2: yeah, like
0: everything in between he kind of just started to, he started using it as if it was an extension of himself
2: yeah, it's kind and of, I
0: thought that was cool I thought that was I haven't seen it done I haven't even seen it done with Holland he went overboard with Holland and they gave him like an Iron Man bill suit
1: the Iron Spider
0: the, the Iron Spider and he could do you know absolutely kind of bonkers like you know web bombs and all this kind of thing yeah, it, but well, I just it thought sense I feel though. it was cool I thought that was the best I've seen it done yeah, I
1: think in that film it, what you mean the best that the webbing was used or yeah the
0: I think that film I'd give, I'd give, it, I'd give it to that film and I'm going to shit on it. Yeah. I like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I am going to take a dump on this film. Yeah, but I will give. I will give credit in the little kind you of. Have to be even-handed at the same time. Like, you, you have know? to, yeah. no, like yeah, exactly. See, the first if you would, if we just in uh, like hyper, hyper hypothetically, yeah, I, that's what I, I said. Hypothetically. Yeah, I know, yeah. No, no, but faster.
2: <laughs> I
1: like that. That's a T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> Come to Dark Side of the Moon where we get hypothetical. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: but, um oh God, like, you know what? I'm laughing, so I lost my train of thought. Well, yeah, sorry, no, no. Hypothetically, if we had this podcast seven years ago, yeah, um, we came out with this and, and instead of going to the pub or back to one of the lads' house for a drink or something, we 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 sat down and had this conversation. Oh, I would have been effing and blind them. Yeah, I just would. You know, I I was pissed off. Uh, so now like years have gone by. I have no investment. I only watched it today because I needed to brush up on it. You know, yeah. there was no, no risk, no reward. Um, but I, I I was able to kind of like just view it and think like I get what you were going for. Yeah. I get it. And sometimes I even seen it, and sometimes I even enjoyed it. Yeah. But dude, you lost the tone Yeah,
1: I just think- you lost the all. I think the thing is, like, it kind of harkens back to something you mentioned on one of the earlier podcasts was um, that weak villains really do, like, fucking mess with, like, the strength of a superhero movie. And this was another movie where Max Dillon was undercooked, Um, you know, uh, his portrayal, Jamie Foxx's portrayal of Electro was kind of undercooked. It was just like, he was just like, you know, I I want attention. That's what his own motive was. I just want attention. It was I so, want to be seen. Like, like, you know what I mean? The worst scene. The way,
0: I ab- sorry, just absolutely, no, absolutely agree with your point. Um, and I know we're going to be a little bit all over with the, the, this film, but like the people listening, you've seen it. Yeah. You know what we're talking about. But the scene where um, Osborne is going to try and get him out of the special project unit, whatever it was called. Ra- Ravenscroft
1: um, or something like that. Isn't yeah. It?
0: And again, this guy is able to control the, electric, the electromagnetic spectrum. Basically, got he can do things that Magneto can't do, and Magneto is one of the most powerful yeah. mutants in all of X ex- mutandom Yeah, mutant. Um, uh, and he kind of says, you know, like, blah blah blah, and he's trying to convince him, like, I can give you revenge, I can give you power, I can give you money, I can give you, and then he kind of says, I need you. And he goes, you, you need me. He kind of God.
2: He's
1: kind of like what if Cable guy? You, you'd become a supervillain.
0: Yeah, you know that. That's kind <laughs> of it. and you know what like, I, mean, I, 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 I push back exactly six percent on a conversation we had the other night and uh that was like they got Jamie Fox to um play like this completely like charismaticless yeah. character and like Jamie Fox I mean I I'd say if you just literally watch Jamie Fox at a restaurant go up and say sorry uh there's no salt on my table and they go oh, god sorry sir uh, we'll, we'll get it down straight away and you go well oh, no that's not that's not a problem thank you I, I it would probably be the most charismatic thing you've ever fucking seen. <laughs> yeah, if like, Jamie Foxx just just oozes charisma. He's
1: like one of the most natural born entertainers of all time. He just is. He can sing, he, has, he can dance, he can act, like he can do action, he can do comedy. But you know you what? Know, he ridiculous. can do all that. But there, I've seen guys who can do all
0: that. I like, but not to the level like he them. can. You know what I mean? No, 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 Not really No, no he's, mm. he's huge. Like he's hugely. healthy But I'm just saying, I can I could point to somebody who could. Like I mean, no one could dance like. Michael Jackson and nobody could sing like Beyonce or something like that. But, but he just he's just strong in everything. Yeah, and maybe there's somebody who can dance better or somebody like, can sing like, better. Well, he's, like, he's like an, he's an old, just so such a strong all rounder. Like, yeah,
1: like an old school entertainer, like back in the day where exactly. they were funny, yeah. they could sing, they were dance. You know what I mean? Like and you like him? There's just yeah. no something about him
0: where I'm rooting like, for like him, a is right? there like as a human or being. You know what I mean?
1: I, like, I'm rooting for him, and he's got like a mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Tall, like, well, have you ever heard of- some of this shit like he does? Like, he brings in struggling artists, lets them stay there, lets them record. He's I know he saved the dude's
0: life. Uh, some dude he, crashed outside his house. He pretty much you know, came out and pulled him from the wreckage.
1: He pretty much, um, uh, like, not like invented Ed Sheeran, but you know, Ed Sheeran stayed there for six weeks. He got me a lot of exposure, done his career in America and stuff. <laughs> so so he. Well, I'm a musician.
0: I'm sure if I stayed in bloody Jimmy uh, Fox's house for a few days, it wouldn't
1: hurt me. Yeah, and like, I, he said this funny joke one time, I think it was on Graham Norton, where he's like, I only put the home studio in my house so I could get on all these famous artists' records. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he's like, oh, yeah. hey, you want to come in and do a track? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking genius. Plays of fame, you know what I mean? And the only reason his name is Jamie Foxx is because when he used to be like a stand-up comedian, he changed his name to Jamie Foxx because it sounded like a hot chick. And he knew he'd get yeah. up on stage earlier in the night and shit because of it. You know I
0: mean? he I'm surprised him. he didn't say, like, you know, when he used to be like a comedian slash, slash shark trainer yeah. <laughs> slash professional <laughs> love maker. Mm. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, he's just. But at the same, see, I, again, me and you said, like, to pick the worst character, just pick somebody who. But at the same time, I think uh, somebody who doesn't have natural charisma to finish my sentence. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I, I guess, like, Jamie Foxx would look at that and go, yeah, you know what? I'm Jamie Foxx. I could do it all.
2: Yeah. Like, I, I'll play
0: this. I'll play the shit out of this because you know he gave himself kind of a comb over, yeah. And he and, he, and his body language was, was obviously there was no assertiveness to it, there was this, he was very awkward in the body, yeah. and uh, he and he did it really, really well. But he's a waste man.
1: What well, I liked about what Marvel have decided to do with this Spider Verse, um, live actually Spider Verse rumors are true that they've kind of like, we're not going to replace Jamie Foxx, we're not going to replace Alfred Molina. We're not going to try to do better than those actors because you can't. We're going to try to do better with those actors because you can. You know what I mean? Like, Whereas, No, that's fair. No, that's a really good point.
0: Like, it'd be like, exactly. It's like if they, uh, you know, they carry an Iron Man or something like that. But the fact of the matter is you just have to switch the angle and do your best with that. Don't try and replicate something that you can never surpass.
1: Yeah, just do Iron no. Like what they're doing with the plan, Iron Heart. Go a totally different way But like, You know what I mean? Have a young, young woman... Who's obviously a genius. It's his daughter?
0: Is that what? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I
1: think it's uh, in the comic books. I think she's a young woman of color. I think in the
0: comic books, she is a young woman of color. Yeah. I know that, but I was just wondering if uh, you know what I mean? Like he left, he, I'm just he had a kid. I don't know, man. We won't get into it. I just thought maybe genius. You know, genius. I say genius the kid will
1: be. You're talking probably phase six or seven, no, in Marvel. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> you know what true, I mean? yeah. She'll be. Um, she'll but, replace Ironheart as Ironheart. Yeah, or some shit like exactly. that. You know what I mean? Like when, when, when she dies. Because yeah, because of Marvel like, like, they're fucking yeah. 4D chess playing motherfuckers over there. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh they are, but they are. But this is the thing. This this film, like I mean, oh you know what I'm gonna do? Like because I, I did pay some. Call. I'm gonna tell you two or three, maybe even four things. Dare I say that it got right, and then let's get into it. Yeah, what I just think it got wrong. Um, I Sally feels. I, I I I was watching this and. Cause me and you did mcguire's spider-man not, not not a million moons ago and um the um the, the, the aunt may was a, 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 you know a, a strong absolutely a strong woman a grounded woman a loving woman but her character wasn't like a kick-ass character in and of herself she was this kind of like frail woman who needed protection and saving Sally fields was taking on 22 year olds in a nursing school to get extra money for Peter to college she yeah. was a mother
2: yeah I
0: thought
1: you were going to go, she's a motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but she was. She was a mother. And she you know, she and she even says at one point, no, you're my boy. Yeah, You're my boy, you know? And she goes, but uh, I just saw, like, you didn't need her to be, like, not everybody in a superhero film needs to be a superhero. And I'm not even trying to play the, not all heroes who are capes. Yeah. I just like characters to be fucking strong. She was strong. And she played this kind of, like, she would lost her husband and she money was tight and she just wants to do right by her son. And forget this and shit. That's just the that, that's just how the government views their relationship. She was she was his mother. Yeah, and uh, I thought she just she just got to play herself, the worried aunt. I I just thought Sally Field's got to be an actress, and she's a great actress. And I give them credit for that.
1: Yeah, no, Aunt May definitely in the Amazing Spider-Man. Like, like, something we called for was that Uncle Ben and Aunt May needed a more like more pivotal role in his uh, you know, in his progression of his character through being Peter Parker, taking on Spider-Man, reaching the next level of his potential, or whatever. That Uncle Ben is all about setting up the groundwork for Peter Parker to be able to become the Spider-Man we know. Power and responsibility, yeah. Yeah, but Aunt May is the reason he stays and becomes a better Spider Man because yeah. he she lives the life by the same ethos that Ben does so she's able to kind of like ground him still constantly but she's even like she's she's also trying to be
0: like Aunt May mm. uh, and everything that brings but she she tries to invoke Uncle Ben yeah and she does it well you know what I mean You get, she, I, look I, in a film that's tone was completely all over the place she struck me as a woman who was in her golden years who should have had them with her husband yeah like she, she as an actress just absolutely nailed that in fact I'm going to go out and say the best Aunt May is Sally Fields there controversial I don't know I know I just Marissa love Melissa is so fucking likeable though <laughs> no,
2: she's likeable no, yeah, but she's
0: likeable but I'm told I, I, like she, she's a, there's a pain to Sally Fields' character yeah. that I love. That, that I loved as a storytelling device I suppose Marvel um,
1: Marvel's spider Man's tend to lean more on the comedic side
2: don't they
0: exactly they do a little bit on the, the the vibrant kind of colourful character side and Sally Fields just seemed like a really really grounded woman in a, in a film that wasn't grounded at all yeah um. so I give them that I actually thought the way the webbing was used was a really cool scene where he fights Electro first where he jumps back and it goes slow motion I know it's very corny I do but he saves a lot of people from touching the railing because obviously that's, that's how electricity travels science y'all um, but uh, I thought that was just a cool scene where he presses this different button and it literally just shoots an actual web mm. of, of you know like instead of shooting a line it shoots a web and um, I thought that was a really, really cool scene. I thought they used webbing well. I thought it was kind of funny. And uh, I, did, I I thought when I was watching it, I didn't always love how Holland's uh, Spider-Man was almost an Iron Man. Yeah. You know, I didn't love that it was so high-concept tech, technical that um he, was, he wasn't he was just a spider. Because I like Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man kind of vibe. Like, so I give it credit for that. It's just, I can't call it a good film. It's just, because it's, it's not. Because it fucked up. It did what Superman Returns did, and it didn't give them a bad guy with a power set they can work with.
1: Yeah, because like when something's like Hydro-Man or Sandman that we, we know we touched up on in Spider-Man with great detail. But like when you have Electro or something like that, there is a disconnect because it, it's not a fist fight. It's a power fight where it's like, I'm going to shoot you with my powers and you have to try to figure a way around my power set to attack me in a physical yeah. way or to suppress my powers. Uh you know, like
0: what I mean? don't forget how good Lizard was. We talked about this they, just they, a couple of days. You can have ago. a fist fight with Lizard. He was you can have a fist fight with him. Uh you can even yes you're faster. I'm stronger. Hmm. Um yes, yes you can stick the walls while I have to like physically use my muscle to climb. Um but you can hurt me but I'll heal straight away. Like, straight away. Yeah. By cutting off my head, you can't do anything to me. Like at one point he takes ninety bullets and it puts him down for fifteen seconds. Yeah. You Know what I mean? Excellent power set
2: for Spider Man, agile,
0: fast, all of that. Yeah, um, this one it didn't do it. it didn't do it. And for me, like, something like that seems don't get me wrong, I'm no filmmaker and I know it's very easy for us to be armchair directors, but that just seems obvious to me. Just like, I mean, th- what was wrong with Superman Returns is that Lex Luthor, uh, was done a good job by Kevin Spacey, I think he's served doing really cells. well, and everyone loves him. Um, but uh. I think um, you need Superman needs to punch something. If he's the strongest
1: creature yeah. on the planet, he needs to punch something. You need the showdown. You need the good old fashioned Danny bro. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. Every superhero movie. That's why
0: Wolverine is so loved because yeah. you can literally literally control in a twenty minute scene where he's getting the absolute shit kicked over while kicking the shit
1: have a multiple or one very strong that's opponent. That's why Sabretooth was always such a good villain for Wolverine. Exactly. It's, an a,
0: excellent, it, excellent it's
1: like something we caught back on ages ago. We were like, It comes like to UFC or boxing. Styles make fights. You know what Styles I mean? Make fights, Styles yeah. make fights. Like You know what I mean? Usually the best opponent for a villain, sorry, for a superhero, is the villain that's the antithesis of his power set. It's just the yes. reverse or just uh, you know a slightly warped version of it or something. Like Superman Bizarro or Doomsday is like Superman and I've
0: never I've never found a
1: and I have watched the DC animated universe,
0: I've read a I think of eight trillion seven seven between seven point five and eight trillion. I lost count so we're there um um comics, but I didn't find a Superman Doomsday fight any more interesting than a Batman Bane fight. I don't care about the skull. Yeah. I don't. I simply don't. I only care about how well it works and how much danger is involved. Yeah, what the stakes? And What the stakes? And and does it work? And in this one, the, I, electro, I, I kind of work in one way. Like, it's it's high concept, as in you know, like, electro can do so many things. And Spider-Man had to use like everything from magnetism to rubber-lined suits to changing his webbing. And there was like there was a little bit of thought in it, yeah. but no, no, just give him some like that can kick the shit home. We can keep the show. Like, I want that to be as low concept as possible, even in a high concept film. Yeah. I just I just want an action scene man. This you like know, one of my favorite fights is um oh, Lady Deathstrike and Wolverine in X-Men two. It's just a great power set. Oh. They were both so similar. And they were the
1: them wasn't even about them. That was in Stryker's Compound, is it? It was in Striker's Compound and it was just excellent. Yeah, I can't
0: remember uh, the name of the lake. I know there's a name of the lake there somewhere. Yeah, no, it's just disgusting that you can't remember, but I'm not gonna tell you, <laughs> you deserves to be punished. <laughs> But uh, you know, that's all, honestly, I think I've already to go back to my original point. I think I've already run out with things that I really liked about it. Yeah. I think Sally Fields. I think the 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 the, the rom com thing of it. Um, actually, not even rom com, rom. Yeah. Romance. I get it. You want to be with her, and her dad's ghost haunts you. Do or don't do. Just fuck off, <laughs> Jesus fucking
1: Christ. Uh, but uh, yeah. So, right, I want to talk to you about when you look at the spider-man movies and we something we talk about a lot is how deep it's ro- his rogues gallery is and now that we're 5 movies into the spider-man uh you know, the, the spider-man back catalog for lack of a better term and we've seen uh, William Dafoe as Green Goblin we've seen James Franco as New Goblin or Hobgoblin whatever you want to call him we've seen Alfred Molina as Dr. Octop- uh, Octopus um Otto Octavius we've seen um uh, Topher Grace uh, played Venom, Eddie Brock. Uh, we've seen, I think it's Thomas uh, Hayden Christensen. No, Thomas Hayden. I don't know, I'll check his name. The guy from Sideways. Hey, uh, no, no, not the guy that played. Uh, the, uh, the guy from Sideways, from Paul Giamatti. He played Sandman. Um, but uh, we've seen. Um, sorry, I think that's all. Of, like, No, sorry. And we've seen uh, from Amazing Spider-Man 1. We saw. Who's the villain? Uh, Risa Fans played the lizard, uh, Dr. Kirk Connors. And now we see Jamie Foxx as Electro, Dane the Han as Green Goblin. We see Paul G. Matthew as Rhinoceros. And I just want to say to you, like, our rhinos, I don't know what I call them, rhinoceros, but like, I want to say to you, like, when you look over the five movies, and we always talk about the strength of the villain being so pivotal to a superhero movie, who do you think out of that lineup portrayed the villain the best? Who do you think is the most memorable? And who do you think was used, like, most poorly in terms of his potential? in terms of how they could have portrayed a character are you right?
0: talking about like the five films
1: that leads us to the just the, to five, yeah, the five films that we've watched all that rogues gallery that was put on the screen who do you think portrayed their villain the best and who do you think was the most wasted potential
0: okay that's fair I think uh, who portrayed their villain the best uh, would have to be Doc Ock no question about that Alfred Molina Alfred Molina is Doc Ock uh, he was I will not die a al- monster I will not die a monster and he had the he he, he had the um, he had the intelligence down, he was locked he was locked in. I thought he was um I thought he was I don't know, I, I just bomb basically. He's 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 uh so Reece, he's coming his back. intentions were clear, yeah, absolutely. His intentions were very clear, you knew what he was about, and uh, his power set was excellent for fighting Spider-Man. I think the absolute worst has to be like I mean Topher Grace left seventy show, play Venom. <laughs> As himself from <laughs> show. and I like—I mean—and the thing that I can't forgive him for. Don't get me wrong; that was probably the direction he was given. Again, you have to understand the directors. Directors are the one who says
1: yes because he's supposed to be Cut. It was supposed to be the opposite of Tom McGuire, and that's how Tom McGuire's Peter Parker was portrayed. This is exactly. Kind of weird. Kind nerd.
0: Of good, yeah, exactly. But uh, he goes. Uh, there's a scene where you know he's got a, a cab stuck up in the air with webbing, and Mary Jane's in it because it's her weekly kidnapping. <laughs> And um, he he says uh, he grabs her by the thing and he grabs by webbing and pulls her up and he goes, my spider sense is tingling. If you know what I
2: mean,
0: (laughs) pointing at Mary Jane, basically going like I've kidnapped her.
1: Now, as a, as a female
0: <laughs> of our species, I'm aroused sexually.
1: Uh, yeah, he'd be the kind and, of guy that'd make the symbiote turn into a giant penis or something. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> and I just thought, oh my god, like there's nothing worse.
0: And I actually think it derailed his career. I, he's actually, I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, he's about to come back. He was in the White Clans around and stuff like that, and he's done did a really great job. David but, um, Duke. David Duke, yeah, he played David Duke, and
1: I'm but no he has to be the worst No, I mean, so,
0: and, and they're both they're both in the Maguire universe the best
1: and the worst no, I mean when Maguire I say universe. worst I know you mean like uh have is the best and Topher Grace was the worst portrayal. waste of potential yeah which Sorry. one no, which one do you think is the waste of potential of all the villains you <sighs> it has to be Fox doesn't it just because yeah. of what he brings yeah I think I'm totally um, agreeing with you what you say Melina's is the best Topher Grace was the worst and Jamie Foxx was the waste of potential waste of potential but like I
0: guess Jamie Foxx kind of wanted to show that he literally can do it all like Jamie Fox is so kind Charismatic, to play a loser. Yeah. I think that's probably what his intention was going into it. Then, in, like, you know, give me the comb over, I'll lose all the confidence. Uh, you know I'll be kind of goofy you know? there's a scene where he's walking around the apartment pretending that it's
1: Spider-Man has shut up to his birthday yeah he's obsessed with his fucking birthday in this fucking movie yeah and, uh, and uh, he's you know, like he opens the fridge and there's a cake that he's
0: obviously bought himself yeah and he's like you brought me a cake and it's cool like I, I get it he's an actor he's so comfortable I remember thinking in that stage this dude is so comfortable yeah,
1: in front of a camera I think am pure stand in this in this movie though. you know
0: but uh, at the same time
1: Get it, like I I get it. Hey,
0: like the, the ultimate charismatic. But I thought when he turned electro, he'd be ultimately charismatic. Yeah. You know, like you know, like when uh, it, it it's me when a uh, Ipkiss puts
1: on the mask mask. Yeah. And it's a complete inversion of himself. I haven't seen that movie. Everything, so long. everything he wished he could be. Stanley Ipkiss is that his name? Stanley Ipkiss is exactly right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nerd callback.
0: <laughs> Nerd callback. But he um, but he just got it, you know. Uh, um, but when he became an electro, he was just kind of like a very powerful version of
1: the exact person that he was. Yeah, he's so needy in that movie, though. So needy. Just like, as I said to you earlier, it's like he's kind of a cable guy turned super villain. He's like, buddy, you want, you need me? You, you, yeah. you need You need me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I just think that like when I like the scene kind of like where everyone sees him and that's when he becomes villainous and everyone kind of sees him, you know, like when he realizes all the attention he's getting. So he kind of starts leaning into the villainy. I kind of like that aspect of it, but it's because it's less on the nose. But like when you go, oh, he needs me. No, like we understand that this character has issues with needs and he's got self-esteem issues. Yeah, like Spider-Man says about the start. He's like.
0: My eyes and ears. I need you. Uh, uh, need like, uh, me. me, me. <sighs> I'm your friend. I'm your f- friend, Spider Man. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like, and I love the fact he turns evil because Spider Man doesn't remember his name. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, dude, he saves thousands of people every week. Give him yeah. a break. <laughs> you know what like I mean? In a city of millions. Yeah, and kind of like because he shows up and like you have to understand like his first real like outing as Electro, um his first real outing as Electro he kind of like oh it's not my fault I don't know what's happening and you know he's kind of reacting and sometimes his how, powers what do
1: you make of how he got his powers before you jump into his first
0: appearance? I did I did like, I mean it was a comic book wasn't it you know what I mean it was silly and it was stupid but electric, I mean, eels. I, electric eels that's how, that's how I remember I said, I, I said to myself when I watched it, that's how I want to go
1: <laughs> super powered <Yeah>. electric eels <laughs>
0: super powered more eels or something He's yeah. like
1: he's evil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I, I like his performance. White dour
1: and low energy was also electrical. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like he's like the rock. He's the most electrifying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, puns over.
0: Uh- <laughs> pun's, no, for now, puns over. But uh, the first time he shows up, he's not even a bad guy. Just the thing that it's not even a bad guy. Like the co- he accidentally like a cop car is about to hit him or something, and he goes like ah, and his powers kick in and he yeah. lifts the car, all that kind of jazz. And then Spider-Man shows up. And it was only when Spider-Man forgot his name, they know his name is Max, that he, oh. It's like, God, dude, you're like, glowing Ma-
1: blue. You look kind of different yeah. than when he saw you, at the very least. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and then he just turns, like then he actually just starts to kill people. And I was like, that's not character development. Yeah. Like, oh,
2: that,
0: that, that's the kind of thing that would have Michael Bay shaking his head going, nah. I, I just didn't see the progress of the
1: character myself. Mike and be sh- sh- shaking these lovely long locks from side to side. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my,
0: uh, my disappointment is explosive.
1: <laughs> no, but I, I, like when I look at the spider movies, right, and like when you see their problem is, right, that uh, they didn't really know how to handle their villains after part two. You know, Venom's undercooked. Uh, I don't want to keep saying undercooked, but you know, there's all these characters underdeveloped. You got Sandman. Venom, um uh, the new Goblin uh, and in uh, Reece Sifens was actually pretty good. I liked his portrayal of uh, the lizard in Amazing Spider-Man. 1. Yeah,
0: because he was the bad
1: guy, singular the bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah, singular. Like that's the problem. Like you need to pick a lens. Like is what you said earlier. Like you know, uh, you, like you can have the character development in the background, but you need to focus the Spider-Man's attention on, or Spider-Man's attention on one particular bad guy. And make that bad guy's power set suit his well or counteract his well. You know what I mean? Like you can't have these like Sandman or you can't have a Hydro Man or anything like this because it looks cool. Yeah. And you can have these tsunamis or you can have sandstorms or whatever. But like it's not the same thing. spider mans supposed to be the epitome of the down on the streets kind of. The lowest level form of superhero and most of his fights on the streets are supposed to be like street fights but take it to the next level so that ends exactly. up in fisticuffs you know what i mean yeah absolutely
0: and oftentimes like physics yeah you know what i mean he's throwing um kind of sewer sewer cap sections and you know and then swinging in and using an inertia against stronger characters and it just sets up for for kind of a a, a kind of really
1: cool Kind of vibrant, agile experience. Uses was atmosphere well. You mentioned that. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like Jackie Chan on us. Yeah, I mean. I, I fucking Jackie Chan's a
0: legend. Yeah, you know, Jackie Chan's great. If
1: put Jackie Chan in a ladder factory, he would have taken out the Nazis in six months. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, like, the kind of a you know, I, I I will say another kind of positive. I did like the airplane scene with the dad. I always like a good like the plane's going down scene.
1: Yeah, what do you like, make of the fact that this uh, version of Spider-Man really leaned in about how they wanted to make the the, the backstory of his uh, parents more well known? I don't think they did it very badly, I have to say. Do you think it's I necessary think... to know these things? No, necessary is a different question. Yeah. No. Because no. It, like what is Richard Parker's role in the comic books? I never heard about him before the movies. You know how I'm a
0: big I'm a big comic book guy, and I don't know. It's always Uncle Ben.
1: You know what I mean. So do you just think they try to make it different enough? Yeah. And to, they they went out their way to explain. Well, you have to the Genius. They the well. bend
0: over. the bend over backwards to explain that that they're trying to um they're trying to kill him because he's um they're trying to kill him because you know he's turned on the company and stuff. But then he says that the genetics that are in the spiders he created.
1: Yeah. Are his. Yeah, and that's why they counteracted with or react that's why.
0: They, yeah, they, they'll actually react with Tommy with, with with uh. Sorry, with um Peter Parker. Yeah. Um, but they kind of bent over backwards to kind of give him relevance and stuff like that, which I guess, like, if you want to like really expand the Spider-Man universe, it makes sense to me because it would have been. I suppose it would have been strange if it was just a kid that accepted that his parents dropped him off when he was six and left, and that yeah. was all there was to it. And
1: he's so smart that he would find out what went on. And he's so
0: smart that he would find out. So I do get. Um, you know, and then there's the whole subway tokens thing, and he goes down. And there's a whole lab.
1: Yeah, which very persons of things. interest.
0: Um, but I do kind of thought it was cool that, like, they explained that the spider would work with a spider with a Parker. Yeah, they wouldn't work with somebody else. Yeah, it did. So that was cool because it made it one
1: way set up that you know we had Norman Osborne or was dying. Yeah, Harvey. Harry. Which one's which? Harry's the son. Norman's the father. Okay, yeah. Norman's fed by Chris Cooper in this and Harry's fed by Dane DeHaan um, but Harry is
0: he's dying and he knows he needs some of the spider venom but it does um, it does kind of speak to kind of it tried to go it tried, it tried to get broad and it tried to get I don't know like it was fine some things I felt like they were trying to over explain and exactly. shoehorn things in Yeah. and do one or the other and I think the balance would have been like dial this one down 20%, dial this one up 20%. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like the mid- midichlorians explaining the Force. We don't need to know the Ugh. background. Like, why was Peter Parker bitten and turned into Spider-Man? Because he was. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't need to know the background of... Why in
0: fact, he- to be honest, like the whole thing that anyone can become a hero was always this kind of thing in in comic book. Yeah. Um like, with, like, there's exceptions, there's Thor, there's Iron Man. Um but there's but you take Captain America and you take um the Hulk yeah. and you take spider-man and you take Batman yeah these guys became these guys trained or were in a certain circumstance or even in an accident but they became yeah and then and then they used who they were beforehand to decide to be heroes or not um but so they were supposed to speak to that and this one kind of like shot on that a little bit. By just kind of saying that it was kind of destiny.
2: Yeah,
0: you, you know what I mean. Like it's not not quite being from Krypton.
2: Yeah, but but there's at the same no,
1: time, no need to explain it. There's no, there's no need to explain. He it. got like bit by a right, radioactive really spider and he's Spider-Man. That's all we need to know. Yeah, the mendiclorians I don't don't correct me because I don't care. Yeah, Um like, uh, why why is, why is the force? Because it is. We don't need yeah. to know about Mandalorians in the blood. We don't Absolutely. need to know that. Absolutely. Because like, it's why, a mystical why, Gandalf, force.
0: why Gandalf. Why Gandalf the Grey? of the White. Because he, why, magic. W- why was he able magic to come back? Exactly, He's, yeah, exactly, because that's what happened.
1: That's why he. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Is. Like yeah,
0: you know just what I mean? Say, we, 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 me, and you are horror guys at our core, and we're always like, "Oh, why, are you, like zombie apocalypse?" I was like, "It's shot from the perspective of somebody who wakes up and they're all like twenty-eight days later, their own daughters turned. They don't, they don't get explanation.
1: That's uh, dawn, the
0: dead. The dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead." And that's like that's like uh you go to bed at twelve o'clock and everything's fine and you wake up at ten, the world's already ended. Yeah. You don't know.
1: It's like The Last of Us. You know what I mean? Like if anyone's played the, the game series last of us, I was lucky enough to play them for the first time to start this year. But like at the start of that, it's just the father getting his, his daughter out of bed kind of thing and you see these news reports and stuff's happening. Unless you're um on the front lines as a military operator, you're gonna have very little information or knowledge about what's going on. It's kinda of like in Cloverfield. When it's shot from the perspective of just these New Yorkers going through the chaos and they only get glimpses of the monster because of course they would, unless you're in a helicopter or you're in a tank or you're an infantryman on the front lines, you're not going to get a good glimpse of the monster. And it makes
0: it work better. Yes. Yeah. That's what you, that's what people like everyday people like you and me would be. We're not, we're not in the Pentagon. Mm.
2: You know
0: yeah. what I mean? So yeah, no, it's, it's just what works. Um, so yeah, no, I do think it tried to, but I, I guess it just tried to get it all out of the way. It was trying to build a big universe that ultimately never materialized.
1: When you compare, like, because we don't really have much comparisons to make, like when you look at the different villains, because, you know, they're all different one another, except for James Franco's portrayal of Harry Osborn and Dane DeHaan, who also played Harry Osborn, in the two different Spider-Man universes. And I just wanted to ask you, before we move on to, like, move off villain talk, like, um, who do you think did it better? And uh, not like, and did you think because it's harder to compare because one he did the got one film, James Franco got three. Like, and how did you like the way like the the look of the Goblin in terms of Will, 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 William the suit then James Franco's mo- mo- more modernistic snowboarder type take on it to the Goblin suit in this movie and how do you think the portrayal was or whatever you know what I mean?
0: but, but appearance wise, don't make me pick a winner. I can't be a, I refuse further. Why do they find winner. it so
1: hard to do a proper Green Goblin suit?
0: Because what? Because like uh, Sheila said it best. She said about um, the first Spider-Man, the Maguire's first outing. Um, he, the bad guy looked like a Power Ranger.
2: Yeah,
0: like a Power Ranger bad guy. You're expecting like really you're expecting out. Rita Repulsa to make a <laughs> big, and, you know. And then, like Harry, it's sort of and again, time. yeah. <laughs> and then, like they went more late noughties, and they, you know, they made everything a bit more black and silver and sleek,
2: yeah.
0: And he had a, essentially what was a, a snowboard that could fly, yeah. Um, and it was just, I guess, I guess because you pushed me into a corner, that was my favorite of the appearances. But like, <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, a bad it's like it's like a stabbing or a shot or poison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not. Question.
1: I want like it's, but, it's, it's the only Spider-Man villain that we saw repeat at all because he's he's got as we you know, were saying the rogues gallery whatever so so deep that you can constantly have different villain for every episode or every movie for Spider-Man and that's the benefit of having that character you know what I mean and why he's so you know cinematic or you can make so many Spider-Man movies but like he's the only one really that he can compare directly and like they got it wrong every single time like he's supposed to be like Spider-Man's Joker nearly. And they got yeah. wrong. No, he would. No, he is.
0: Especially like, and I, I just backed up. He's like, he's the antithesis, if that. I fucked up that word. And he's the. He's kind of like maniacal as well. You know what I mean? Like he's, he is the the kind of almost um court jester kind of maniacal yeah. nature. And um, he was supposed to be in verse. It's just Spider Man has such a rose gallery that a lot of people have kind of right, risen to the top unlike like Joker and stuff, who's always
1: kind of been there at the top yeah. for Batman, and Venom became so popular. Later and Venom
0: just became so popular, but he was just such a clever, yeah. uh, just a clever power dynamic. Created
1: by but, Todd uh, McFarlane, I think.
0: But, yeah, no, I didn't like any I, I like the new guy was the the the, the, the you know the, the the newest iteration. Definitely had the whole like uh, again, like I said, more Silicon Valley. But I kind of liked like the actor was trying to make Harry his own. Yeah, like he was. Whether you liked it or not is a different conversation, but he was. He was uh dis, you know, he obviously had a cruel father, but he was born into enormous wealth. He obviously had a, a congenital disease, but he had massive power.
2: Yeah.
0: And he did seem to be both those things. He seemed to have a, a cockiness to him and a confidence to him and a pain to him. Yeah. So I thought he did well. Like, I mean now yeah. and again, like I, I, I was thinking this when I was watching it. There's nobody like I I thought the romance in in this film annoyed me so much. But Emma Stone's a terrific
1: actress. Yeah, I just, as I so said the last stage, so charismatic, so, exactly. Nothing so. like exactly,
2: there's not like
0: the ridiculously so it's such a, such a comfortable actress, so so good in front of a camera, and you know she's, you know she's again, she was never she she wasn't this lady tight with train tracks at any point, and yeah. I love that, but everything the film would have been better without, her. and that's not a slight against Emma Stone, yeah, like they they, they lean too much into the tortured romance.
1: It totally unnecessary to do that, wasn't it? After the way you finished exactly. part one, it's like she even said, it's like, I thought the reason you broke the promise because you love me so much. That was what the whole relationship was supposed to be based on. He loved her so much that he went against her father's dying wish. That's what part one ended on. Spoiler alert or whatever. But like that's how part one ended. So like when you've part two, you can't just so go, oh, we need, we need to have more torment in the, the romance aspect. You can't, why can't you just be a part of it? Why can't she just be like, for lack of a better term, like a sidekick to him? Where she helps him come up with these technologies, helps him develop new things for the suit, and she gets in the action with him, like not in a suit. Like, you could even, you could well, you know, have, why not have Spider Gwen? You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you have Sp- Spider Gwen in Spider Verse, she was one of the best things about it. You know, like there's so many, like you could have easily done that. You could have built towards it, where she could have had her moment where she's like, next time, baby. Do you know, like the way Terrence Howard did in the end of Iron Man 1 when we, uh, well, he, he could be more wrong. <laughs> he didn't have a next time, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, you know, she could have had that moment where she was developing a suit with him for her, and you he could have had this whole next time thing, and she dies. And oh she yeah, never gets to wear the suit. But Gwen,
0: Gwen was always supposed to die to play Devil's
1: Advocate. I actually agree with because you because Mary was. Jane Watson had to become the new. Yeah, adventure. because Mary MJ
0: was always face a tiger, you just hit the jackpot. Um, MJ was always supposed to be the one. Um, but Gwen and. But Gwen was the one he learned a lesson from, like an Uncle Ben in his in his relationship, an Uncle Ben in his sex life, an Uncle Ben in his kind of yeah. But it's true though, you know, <laughs> yeah. the ground sex force. life, Uncle Ben. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but but like Gwen, so Gwen, I guess, was always destined to. Life, so I guess they had to, because he's a hero. Yeah, they always had to make sure that at some stage he it wasn't just pure selfishness all of the way. It was a tortured decision. Like they even have a whole scene where she's running into. Uh, the, the kind of power plant even though she's trying to stop and she could "No, nobody tells me what to do every you know the decisions i make are mine yeah mine i don't even care if i fall down a clock tower and you can't save me and i break my back and i die <laughs> uh, my decisions and you probably shouldn't feel guilty about it under my decisions yeah you know they, they went down their way to kind of really really overexpose that yeah. so but i guess they, they, but they i don't know they Spider-Man needed to be absolved. Like we still needed to be on his side. Yeah. So I guess if he was just so happy to to, to break the vow of a dying man who died helping to save him. Yeah. And the city, all of this kind of stuff. Uh, but maybe the whole thing was unnecessary, bleeding back into the first film. Yeah. But, but you go into the second film, it's there. He had to try. Yeah, because he had to be—he has to be an all-rounded hero. And they, they want
1: be. this Spider-Man to be so tormented. Um, like in the first one, it was all about he was tormented over his like relationship with Uncle Ben and how that ended. And this one, like, we need more torment. So the only torment he really had in his life was going against the dying wish of Captain Stacy in part one. And I think that's what they—they they wanted. And they don't think it was necessary because you could have had a much lighter tone in the sequel, but it's also keeping serious undertones if you just don't have that distraction. Like, I just think you should have that. He loved her so much that he went against this uh, man's dying wish, or whatever. And now he's going to stay with her forever. And then what happens? She dies. And his the worst thing that could have happened was the thing that he went against ended up coming true because he didn't listen. And that's all you need to do. You know what I mean? Have that realisation come to him when she dies. You know what I mean? That like, How
0: heavy is that, though? The tone of this film was so fucking all over the place. Like, how heavy is that? Yeah. Um, no, again, you were all, we were trying to do the right thing, and none. Of, it's not really your fault. But at the same yeah. time, you were there, literally there, there. You held Gwen Stacy's dad, played by Dennis Leary, Captain Stacy, I don't know his first mm. name, but you held him as he died. Yeah. And you were literally, you know, you just saved Gwen, but the actual, just uh, the tension of the, the web just allowed enough slack or to hit the ground, so it meant no odds. Yeah. Sure, it pulled her back up, but the damage was done. Um, so you're kind of there, directly responsible for the death of two Stacey's: one, the, the 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 father of the woman you loved, and an honourable man; yeah. and two, the woman you loved yourself.
1: Um, well, he he shouldn't feel any guilt over Gwen Stacy's father being dying because he died in the line of duty. It's his job to put himself there. Yeah.
0: Oh no, no, uh, yeah, yeah. But he's dying. Wish.
1: Yeah. Was. Yeah.
0: That's that's what that's where he comes into it. He's yeah. dying. Wish. Like he died valiantly, and that's not anything for anyone to carry pain yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Uh but no, yeah. I don't know. It was juxtaposed that just do the right thing, yeah. and the right thing might have been to keep her out of it. But then, of course, the story was clever enough to make sure that had he kept her out of it, they mightn't have been able to save the sea. Don't forget that they had the two planes. Yeah. On a direct on a direct path. Yeah. Because Electro was absorbing all of the electricity,
1: so the radar was down. Yeah. What did you make of the overall climax? Because we touched on Gwen Stacy's death. Uh, we talked about Electra. You talked about the planes uh, almost colliding. And then, you know, Green Goblin. So how did you feel about how the Jamie Foxx pretty much dies with about half an hour left in this movie?
0: How honest am I allowed to be? I'll be honest as you want. Cool. All right. So I was really, really hungover one time. <laughs> and uh, I was in bed. I couldn't even really sit up. And, you know, I suffer quite badly from anxiety. It, it was tough, so all I could think to do for the day was bank. And um, I, th- I think I got the list, like, yeah, okay. No, I'm, I'm in it now. And uh, so I, I, I kind of got to rank number 10. Like, Carol, cut I all think, of this. No, nah, so, Carol, don't cut any of this. This, this, <laughs> this, 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 is, this is my heroic journey. Uh, uh, and then I got to like bank number 10. And then, like, I honest to god, like, was kind of getting there and kind of getting there. And then, honest to god, like, during the sensation of masturbation, that. Everything that can be called a sensation cut out halfway through, as in, like, Mm. just like phantom hands, like, grasping at air. And uh, that's what the last half hour is.
1: (laughs) Right, cut at around
2: 52. (laughs) Um. There, there. Now, that is, if that's not
0: the most honest (laughs) fucking summation of the film. Mm.
1: Right. So I'll do is I'll pose that question to you again.
2: Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, no, you can. I don't think we should cut it dog. Like, <laughs> fuck we care. Um I don't know, the last half hour of the film, I I felt like you know what I felt like and I'll be honest, I won't go into a kind of gross story for last. But I I I, I actually just felt like you know when you just feel like uh I don't know, like putting into a normal circumstance, you know what you kinda of feel like, oh shit, like this damage is done yeah uh you know like I, I'm, I'm after messing this up and this up or i'm after dropping and breaking the glass and i'm after doing all this shit i can't undo that but but like i'll tidy up as best i can yeah i've stained this i broke this i've scratched this yeah but i'll clean up as best i can and i feel like at this stage of the film i i feel like i based this on nothing i've read nothing i feel like it was kind of gone oh god oh i'm gonna have to tie this up some way aren't i yeah
1: uh, and that's how it felt. How did you, like, How did you like, uh, did the hand completely jumping into it? Like, oh yeah, I'll be a supervillain now, I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> what I, I, want, I want to kill Spider-Man, but I'll wait until he, after he somehow defeats <laughs> the demigod. Yeah. That is, oh, this needs to be said, and, Carol, if you're if you're listening to this, I honestly got think this should be at the intro because I think this should be the summary. Electro... Had a sensor to let him know if he was overpowered, and he put it on his temple where he couldn't possibly see. <laughs> yeah,
1: I didn't even know until he said it to me. <laughs>
0: it's, when he, it's when he dissolves at the end, the uh, sensor falls apart, yeah. and I realize that was
1: on his temple. <laughs> his temple. Uh, like, like, well, like, in scenario, you're kind of going, ah, I better check if I the I'm... last fight even the Electro so disappointing. Like, even does. But just think about
0: it's exactly like putting a watch there. Let's just say, like, <laughs> let's just say
1: that you're just thinking,
0: oh, I might need to know what time it is, so I'll put a watch uh, on my temple.
1: No, like it's even more like a heart rate monitor or something. Exactly.
0: Uh, like it's all the same. It's don't put it somewhere where you can't observe it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hope the fuck mirrors. Is that? Yeah.
0: Anyway, I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to time yeah. myself. See if I can do an eight-minute mile. And I'll put it here on my temple.
1: <laughs> it feels like eight minutes to me. <laughs> yeah, it feels like eight minutes to me. It was so unnecessary. What's think bitty spider thing. No comment. <laughs> How unnecessary was that scene? Oh, and there was so like okay, you you text me on WhatsApp
0: in our little
2: <laughs> group, but our
0: there's a little group for those listening. Don't, with don't, tell, one, don't tell them, don't tell. Them. <laughs> it's me, Vin, it's me, Vinny, and the magician behind the scenes, Carol, who deserves definitely deserves to show. It. But um, it was um you saying that God, what was it you're saying? I've lost my train of thought. Is
1: it the the, the lines of dialogue I sent you? Oh God, yeah. It was like I had a friend
0: once; it didn't work out. yeah <laughs> Me neither. Now let's go catch a jubber spy. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I picture like some dude, I used to picture some dude in like late 2012, yeah. early 2013, and he's just sitting there kind of going, Now let's catch <laughs> ourselves a spy.
2: Honey, come here. I've done it. it. I've done it.
0: <laughs> no, I know, no. Like, so he's all like, and then he goes, Let's catch ourselves a spy. <laughs>
1: Uh, he's like, yeah. uh, no. I I was watching the movie earlier and I was like, I'm kind of enjoying this. And then, as soon as uh, Jamie Foxx uh, Electro gets captured and Dane the Hand kind of takes over as the villain, the movie completely goes off the rails. Like, from then on outwards, the last 40 minutes of the movie completely goes off the rails. It gets so cheesy, the, the, the dialogue is awful. Dane the Hand is like, Oh, well, I'm going to be a super villain now. And, Like, immediately, he's like, I'm gonna kill Spider Man because he won't give me his blood because he didn't want me to die. He, he's literally his reason was, I don't think I should give you my blood in case we're not combatable and it might actually die. And it's like, what am I going to do? Die even faster or something? Yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like with your degenerative disease, your father lives to leave as an old man. That's an
0: excellent point, You, know, I what I mean? didn't, you know what I mean? Like, 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 be honest with you, like, there's a whole scene where he goes in and sees the dad, and the dad. Has like the huge long shoes and he, yeah yeah and he's it's
2: Bruce Caboose. <laughs> <or it's>
0: Bruce <laughs> and, uh, he's thing. all he's all this kind of jazz and he's he's uh, I think they actually should, I, you know what it is I sometimes I'm randomly to going to numbers but it said uh, it, he you know because when they went back into the center the Oz, Oscorp, yeah, it says you know like uh, Norman osborne fifty one to twenty fourteen yeah. so I met him like sixty three kind of area you know
1: what I mean. Um, and what Dane DeHaan's character is supposed to be in his early 20s
0: 22
1: tops
2: oh no I'm going to die in 50 years like
1: like, you know the dude like they're supposed to be
0: if they're best friends who went to school that kind of shit they were 17 in 2012 yeah so they're 19 in 20 don't get me wrong a degenerative disease my dad has a degenerative disease you're not going to see me fucking shitting on degenerative diseases but the point for a storytelling analysis that you start to lose your absolute fucking mind when you own a genetic lab,
1: yeah, and you have 22, yeah, and you possibly 40 to 50 years to figure out, yeah,
0: and you kind of go, well, maybe radioactive spider blood, and you kind of go, no, <laughs> no, there's steps to radioactive spider <laughs> that blood. should be
1: maybe 10 years time when we're getting yeah, more desperate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I don't Kind of, I'd love to be like the scientist that kind of goes, "All right, so we're starting with radioactive <laughs> spider blood." Yeah. And Norman where? Osborne's like
2: sold. He said of a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: and he goes, you know, like like you know, just help me out. Help me out here, Mr. Osborne. The radioactive spider blood doesn't work. <laughs> where no, just man, the floor is yours. I'm just gonna sit here, so where do we go from there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Norman Osborne's like I don't even care. You had me at Radioactive Spider Blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifty million dollars, Mister Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> underground, uh, underground uh, laboratory. You say.
0: <laughs> you know what was really weird? Like, this is the thing I was saying about the really yo-yoing effects of this film, right? I there was one point where I actually really loved this film. Like, you know, no, when I say really loved, you know, like it was yo-yoing. So sometimes I was there, and sometimes I was yeah. completely not. So one moment I was there, and I, this is a need to a stupid joke. I'm, I'm actually critiquing the film. Wait for it. But it was, wait for it, <laughs> yeah, you know. But it's when um, Spider-Man, yeah. who, is, who nobody knows is Peter Parker, shows up at Osborne's you know, penthouse office suite, both mixed, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And he kind of goes like, and he kind of tells him he's not going to give him his blood. And he says, oh, I see. How much? goes, how much do you want? And he goes, I don't want your money. And he goes, everyone wants my money. And I was going, go, This is cool. Yeah. This is acting. Yeah. This is acting. He's like a good actor spears, hand. Because he's a good yeah. actor, like you know. He kind of goes, everyone wants money. And 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 even though like Garfield was in the, the mask and the full get up, he just kinda of shakes his head and goes, I don't.
2: Yeah.
0: Just said, I don't. Because everyone wants my money. He goes, I don't Yeah
2: that's one of the best scenes the
1: whole
0: movie. It. Probably the best scene in the whole movie yeah, now, right now that I'm looking at. Because yeah, sure. even think even just thinking about it just the film file, or whatever in me, just kind of goes. That was a cool scene because he kind of, kind of, he throws money at it. He goes like, "There, okay, you're, you're like, oh, I don't know how much I want to let my Camaro go for. It's been in the family for twenty. They don't build them like this anymore." <laughs> and it's like, "Okay, not thirteen grand. I'll give you fifteen grand." Yeah. You know, because your man treated it like haggling, but it wasn't. He was genuinely concerned. Yeah,
1: it's the
2: principle of what well.
0: he was actually being. A good person, and it was, and even though Garfield was under uh, the Spider Man mask, I actually just felt like he really, really got the scene. He just kind of he goes, "Everyone wants my money," and he, and I, I felt like he was, he was both Peter Parker and Spider Man. Yeah, at that moment, because he kind of
1: went. He's a very good Spider Man, though, and Peter Parker. Like you know, he took like I think the difference between him and Todd McGuire is that Toad McGuire seemed like he took the role completely seriously, whereas to- Andrew Garfield took everything seriously. Like he wanted to be funny. He took the comedy seriously, if that makes sense. He took the drama seriously. He took the action seriously, the movement seriously, the mannerism seriously. Like, as we talked about in the the first part of Spider-Man was, he's the most spidery of all spider man And even when he's moving, like, uh, he's constantly moving. Like, he's he's like, you know what I mean? He's always forward motion in the action sequences. He never stops. You know what I mean? And one thing I like about he's never stationary. And one thing I like, that I think, over Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, he always looked much more comfortable as Peter Parker. And even in the suit, he looked more believable and more comfortable than uh, Tom. McGregor. Yeah, he did. He just had a,
0: and also I have I, like I this kind of maybe a weird thing to, to focus in on. There's something a little bit like I don't know. Honestly, God, uh, I, I, and I'm saying this for the first time in my life, is that Maguire's Spider-Man is not aging particularly well with me.
2: Yeah,
0: like I still love them. I still love the first two movies, but there was something so like obsessed with mary jane or something so bad about the third one there was something about garfield um especially sorry and I, I i'm going to make a point convoluted and i don't aim to but um especially all i ever wanted was to see spider-man in the mcu yeah but after seeing him on such a huge scale like a truly epic scale and that's like chasing down the infinity gauntlet that wiped out half the universe take down the past Thanos yeah. who only exists because of the times aspect of the infinity gauntlet with other people who had come back from death because of the infinity gauntlet. Yeah. I mean, like that's as high concept as it gets. Um, like, there was something about the groundedness of Garfield. Like just, just, just it's like Batman with Gotham yeah. um, w- when it's Michael Keaton or when it was Christian Bale uh, uh, unlike Affleck is in like it was just Batman and Gotham. It wasn't Huge concept. There was something about the grounded, ungroundedness of it.
1: Yeah. Yes, it's yes, it's unlikely, but there's something I don't know. There it was something like, grounded about it. Garfield just did that well, man. It's like a, it just felt like he did it well. Wasn't his Spider-Man kind of like an exaggerated version of uh, Charlie Cox's uh, take of Daredevil? Like, did never like you no, know, this whole, like the whole thing where he's like he's always covered in cuts and bruises and. Dirty, yeah. and he's like he's constantly getting changed. and The Spider Man suits like soaking yeah. wet, or he's spitting out feathers. Like, Daredevil, I know, is obviously far more gritty. Um, but like the whole way through that, he's always constantly got black eyes, he's covered in bruises. You actually see the suffering his body goes through. I think that's what Garfield's one did better than a uh, Toad McGuire's or even Tom Holland's later on. You know, uh,
0: um, it's funny you said, I'll say something again, it's just a thought I had in the back of my head that I never verbalized. But uh, Charlie Cox bed me like Wolverine less. like still love Wolverine but like him less because you know what I you like mean, Daredevil up. Uh, sorry yeah Charlie Cox's Daredevil made me like Wolverine less because I like them beat up yeah like I like them beat up you know what I mean like, uh, it's, you you know, like that uh, I you want to see that cost well i I you know like I always kind of I was only saying something today there's a really really uh, funny thing i seen going around and it was um, uh, something about Justin Bieber pulling out of a concert because he had the flu and then there was Gary Holt, who used to be the lead guitarist of Exodus, who is now the lead guitarist of Slayer. And he had a Kilda Kardashian's T-shirt on, and he was bleeding all over his guitar because he'd cut his fingers to shit. And he didn't give a fuck because there was a show to do. And you just think, yes, yeah. I want them beat up, and I want them rocking. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, fucking the best example I can think, Mike Flynn of, of, of um, Machine Head. He uh, had a severe diarrhea on the tour. So he threw on a goddamn nappy, <laughs> and he went on stage and yeah. shot himself. In front that's of the why party. rock stars are superheroes. <laughs> that's why rock stars are superheroes. And I, I realized that, um, like, you need, you need them, you need consequences. There needs to be a toll. Yeah. Because if you like, I mean, I'm here, I'm here, and healing from an knee It's gonna take months. Yeah. That's that's what life is. And there's something about like not just being able to bounce back. I don't want that in my superheroes it's even like Charlie Cox is a great example of that because he actually suffers for his craft and Garfield suffered for his craft so I do think the correlation stands up I do Garfield was a terrific Spider-Man I think Garfield deserved better than this fucking film
2: yeah
1: I, I just think he was unlucky in terms of timing something we talked about before um and we have to be grateful for what it led to with spider-man's inclusion you. so we talk about more, sorry you said this we, to me we, yeah no, we'll, I, talk, I, I... we'll talk about in the second half of the, of the show after the break i think because we can really throw into the what if because there's a lot of what ifs about this movie um we could talk about what if like what what could have occurred what might have led to what it did lead to we could talk about all that in the second half i think because like i think there's going to be a lot of meat there that we can go through um in terms of Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland and all that what it led to and all that shit but like i think in, in in when you encompass this movie it was a missed opportunity to have a greater universe um uh they, we could i could totally understand what they were trying to do they kind of suffered from the same problems that Warner brothers and DC suffered with trying to do too much too quick too soon Try, like they really wanted that sinister 6 movie so badly but um like, you have an actor like Paul Giamatti giving five minutes at the start, five minutes at the end. It shows you how crowded your movie is, you know?
0: Yeah. He was solid. He was solid. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's nice to flaunt, you know? Like, Drew Barrymore getting killed in the first eight minutes of Scream, you know? Sometimes they're like, flex.
1: Yeah. You know, I just think it was like, oh, don't forget about this guy, you know? Because there was all a to into what was going to come next, you know, culture. Like, you know, because we see that scene at the end where that guy, you know, Mr.
0: Fierce. Fulcher, Doc Ock and Rhino. He walks by to the... Yeah, I think the, it was like uh, Mr. Barry Fierce or
1: something. I think his name was or something the computer says when he comes in. I think I don't know the character because, like... So he goes through, sure, like, as we said, they're building to all that, and the end was kind of like, don't forget about this guy. And, what, and I just want to say, what did you make of the Rhino suit? Um, Right, you know what? You know, I... Uh,
0: I just, you know, I, there's things you take for granted, and there's things you didn't think about. Always in the comics, essentially, was a really, really, really big dude Yeah. Cosplaying as a rhino, and, you know, because he had the horn and and but like it literally looked like a rubber suit that was on him. Like yeah. he was himself
1: a Hulk character. Yeah. Like that he was like a juggernaut. This,
0: that, yeah, exactly. Like a juggernaut. Yeah, like the that uh, who, who had been blessed by sitarak god of destruction or some shit I <laughs> anyway, I'm trying to show off my comic he actually the rock of Sittarak, That that's what Kevin joking so, about actually no. But uh, he uh he um, so I guess like to be fair to the film and I didn't particularly like it but to be fair to the film yeah. like what were they supposed to do they weren't going to take a dude who's like lucky <laughs> but probably 5'5 yeah. and put a rubber suit on him and say he has he has like you know Hulk level strength yeah no so they had to give him something a bit more biometric and and stuff like that. So yeah, like and and especially when it was just supposed to set up the universe. Yeah, and he would be one of the weaker characters. Like he, like Rhino was always a brawler. He wasn't a Doc Ock. Yeah, he wasn't a high concept bad guy. No grace. So yeah, yeah. You know what? I did. I hated it when I seen the first game <laughs> but it's not. It, it's fine. Like I, I just thought they were trying to set up. Uh, it's very ed two o nine, isn't it? Yes, exactly. It's ed two o nine, Robocop. For for those who are confused, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. Whatever, it was fine. I didn't give a shit. Who gives a shit? What Rhino? Yeah, I liked it when it he, was Charged. It would be good to, to
1: build up to something. Oh yeah, it's cool. I like, mean, it was. When of, it was char- I didn't like this design of the suit overall because I think you lead that motherfucker down a flight of stairs like at two o nine, he's done for. You know yeah. what I mean? Because the feet are so small and look so top heavy. But I um, love the
0: other fact that he's in the suit and he keeps insisting on like opening up the panel in front of. His yeah,
1: face it's like Iron Man. Police, remember this day... Kind of like. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think at this stage, uh, you see Ironmonger, like um uh Jeff Bridges portrayed iron Ironmonger and its suit looked very similar and how it opened up. He was positioned in the center every time he had to talk. So yeah, you have to remember like the MCU's influence on these later Spider-Man movies cannot be denied. Like, you know what I mean? Like they really were reacting instead of being like the the thing with the first Spider-Man movies, they were being proactive. Everybody wanted to see a Spider-Man movie and it had happened really, yeah. And they were being proactive and then they just brought out these movies we had no expectations and then with the, uh, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 they were being very reactive uh, their style their tone everything was like how did Marvel do it can we copy Marvel can we do Mar- like MCU on this can we expand our universe all these things was all reactionary to what Marvel did or what they were doing at the time and I think that's why these movies failed because they were just trying to imitate instead of like creating their own thing and I think like they nowadays you can see it even in their movies like a Venom that influence the MCU on their movies. They try, they're so be- try so hard to emulate the MCU movies, you know, and that's a problem because if you're trying to create your own un- your own universe, but well, I think maybe they were trying to, like, we'll, we'll create universe that we can run adjacent to the MCU so similar in tone that when the MCU are happy enough, we can join them and there's no discrepancies and don't have to make this PG-13 and it used to be R-rated or whatever, you know, like the issues that happen with Deadpool. Like, how are they going to, you know, um, incorporate him in because of his RA rating and shit like this. And the fact that
0: he can't son Scarlett Johansson,
1: apparently. Who, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, they were married. It got ugly, I don't know. Um, but, uh, So, like, when you look back at this movie, Noel, uh, have you had, have anything more to say before we go to the break? Like, uh, No, not, not in the can't wait till after the break. Um. Because I think all the big yeah. stuff's going to be in the second section. Because, like, right now we're just giving our opinions about how the movie was. But with the big stuff, it's like what the movie could have been and what could have led to and what ramifications yeah. I had. It I been. wonder if
0: it was, like, a terrific film and the editor was drunk.
1: Yeah, <laughs> There you go. I, I, That's my thought I'm going into the break. Yeah, I just think, like, as you said, there's a problem with the tone of it. It didn't know what it wanted to be. It wanted to be a bit more serious than your average superhero movie. But at the same time, it wanted to hold on to the same comedic elements that Marvel were doing in the MCU. And then it went overboard with the cheese, like it always does. Like When Marvel do cheese, they know how to do it right. So it doesn't really like go, Ugh. it makes you go, ah, oh, hilarious, pure cheese. You know what I mean? It gives you a positive reaction instead of a negative reaction. And then I think the problem with the Sony movies is anytime it went cheesy, it just hit you wrong. And so they were becoming a little yeah. bit unforgivable, you know, at times. But um yeah I I So
0: we become the unforgivable <laughs> that's a Metallica thing
1: for all you rockers out there. Uh yeah, no, so before we go to the break, Noel, you, we we done talking about Ms. and Spider-Man 2 for now.
0: Yes, we're gonna go to the break and I have some thoughts when
1: we get back. All right, cool. Um see you after the break. This is Dark Side of the Moon. I'm your host, Vincent Green. He's your host, Noel John Tootie, We'll be back in a few minutes, folks. Now a word from our sponsors.
2: a plan for Spider-Man to keep him away from the fly if he can. Now,
0: Screech's Spider-Man race set lets a kid pretend he's Spider-Man. No tracks to assemble, four batteries not included. Spider-Man gets through the spider heater
1: and over the flap
0: trap. But the fly has to wait to get through the spider cave. Spider-Man gets by the blowout trap. But not the fly. The Screech's Spider-Man race set comes with everything you see. Some assembly required
2: from Aurora.
1: And we're back from the break. I'm your host, Vincent Green. He's your host, No John Tootie. This is Dark Side of the Moon. And now what we're going to do is, in the second half of the show, like we always do, is we're going to postulate, we're going to throw up things in the air and we're going to say, what if could have been, uh, you know, how this movie could have played out, if things happened differently, what could have led to, like, usually in what if, we kind of sit in metaphysical or, you know, director's chairs and we decide whether or not what we would have changed in this movie and i think a different time a different way to look at the what if and this is like what if this movie being a success even though it gross 790 million or something it was like it did well in the box office just critically like with the fans what if you know would have been possible yeah yeah, yeah. no it's a big difference like because no you had you made a good statement of before we or after we stopped recording there um last Last time with Mrs. Feynman one that this movie might be the most consequential superhero yeah. movie in history in terms of what happened and what preceded or what well, sorry what succeeded or followed. So no, what what can you like you know tell the listeners what you think and how...
0: Well, yeah, I, I I apologize for people because you know Billy said we were going to postulate, but I think I might extrapolate.
1: Yeah, it's, did I yeah. use that wrong? Did I?
0: No, no, no. I just <laughs> right, yeah, I, I literally just have another three syllable word.
2: And... Yeah. <laughs>
1: I just wanted the people to think no, I was I'm like, smart. Sh- but, I'm like, shit, I'm, right, I'm writing a bug. And I, I need to know yeah, what words mean. <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, no, no like, uh, the thing, the, the, now, this is a fact as far as I'm concerned because like, I know there's, you know, what if Michael Keaton had done Batman Forever or what if, you know, anyway, there's just 101 things. Um, but, this film was supposed to lead to a Sinister Six which would have been a
2: huge
0: Spider-Man, you know, definitely the biggest budget film Sony had released so far but because of its critical failure as opposed to financial failure yeah. which it didn't have uh, it they ended up you know whatever the mur- in a murky way they ended up giving the rights to Marvel so the Holland was able to become Spider-Man and Spider-Man was able to show up in Civil War and that was massive massive we never thought we'd see it never thought we'd see it and it brought us back to that like you'd rather have a slice of the cake than no cake yeah. Uh, and and you know, they wanted to be in on the ground floor, and some ground floor is an awful way to boat because that's not all what fucking Civil War was. But, um, but had Spider Man 2 landed, yeah, they would have literally, they could have literally took so uh Marvel on, they could have because Spider Man doesn't have the like, Spider Man isn't the Marvel universe, but he has the Rogue's Gallery, yeah, yeah, you know, you, you, you oh god, you could have turned, especially like the. Never the ambiguous characters or the anti-hero characters like Morbius you could have turned good, bad, bad, good like uneasy alliances with a bit of clever writing Spider-Man could be an entire universe in and of himself yeah. and that's what they wanted obviously I mean they literally showed us the the Oscorp thing they had the Rhino suit the Vulture suit and the Doc Ock suit uh, and you just and they had Electro who was like dispersed to the four winds but was he dead? Uh, you know uh, uh, Harry wasn't dead so you could literally have a sinister six a sinister eight Um, so but just the critical failure of this film meant that Endgame happened it meant that we seen Spider-Man it meant that Holland got the job like it meant that he's famous it was a huge ripple effect absolutely huge and when I was walking out of the cinema I remember thinking to
1: myself that's the second time I've seen this franchise killed. Yeah, it's, and it was. It's so hard though, as well, when you have two franchises, two different actors, so close to one another as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't just kind of, like, you know, you know, it must be harder to go to the money bags and go, right? So I'm going to revamp the universe. Going, what are you talking about, dude? We created it. In 2001, we revamped it in 2012. Yeah, we five films under the bat,
1: under the belt. Yeah, two different spider uh, as well.
0: Two different Spider-Man's. What are you talking about? Because Marvel is making bank, and we could literally just, just assign something that says you can use the words Spider-Man is worth like you know, whatever X amount of millions to us. So, I get it, but uh, they shot the bed twice. What, what else is there to say?
1: Yeah, no, I think as well, like, the ramifications, like, uh, poor Drew Goddard, I was talking to you about a little bit before, he'd uh, signed on as showrunner for Daredevil, and he ended up having to leave that because he was going to write and direct the Sinister Six movie that, in turn, never happened, which was kind of, like, hard, uh, you know, like, there's a lot of problems, but they were creating a universe, and they had all these plans, but because they rushed it, it actually turned out to be a great thing for Marvel, and then we had the Sony hacks, and the fact that it became public, That they were in discussions with Marvel. So the pressure for them to actually go, not only like, you know, not give the rights back to Marvel, but like to allow Spider-Man's inclusion in the MCU was turned up tenfold because we knew that these kind of discussions were going on in the background. Or like, I think it was Amy Pascal was behind it and Sony, I think she eventually branched off and she, Pascal Pictures or something, does a lot of the Spider-Man work and stuff for MCU and the expanded expanded Spider-Man stuff now with Venom. Spider-Verse movie with um, Chris Miller and I can't remember the other guy's name but like I think it has such a huge ramifications because like Sony slightly restructured they looked at the way Spider-Man was handled they realised the best thing to do is to just to you know if you can't beat them join them you know what I mean and then we talked about how they got the good uh, the goodwill from joining up with Marvel so the Venom movie was and Spider-Verse were more like really positively received because everyone was looking at Sony and just like, you know, they're happy. Like, you know, they saw that the fans really wanted Spider-Man to join the MCU. And Andrew Garfield was really unlucky in his timing because he was actually one of the strongest, if not the strongest, Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I just think because of Tom Holland's age, he suits the character more because he can allow that character to grow with him. So, well.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Literally
1: allow the character to
0: grow with him. Yeah. You know, it's not a metaphor or anything like he's...
1: Yeah, I'd, it was age appropriate. Yeah, no, I totally I totally agree with you. There's so much uh, what if you know that could have come from this movie if it was successful. Like I know like it did nearly eight hundred million Spider-Man movies, you know, under guaranteed bank in the box office. They always are. Um he's one of the most known, likable, you know, mainstream superheroes out there. Um he's like a real pinnacle like he'd be along the lines of in terms of popularity with like Superman, Batman. He's a real A level superhero, like, you know. And that's why Sony held on to it for so long because, you know, he was a moneymaker. That's why they re- rebooted so quickly after the Tobey Maguire trilogy because he's a guaranteed moneymaker. You know, the movie's probably made one and a half billion in and around between the two of them, not to be scoffed at. It's just not, you know, the kind of consistent numbers. Marvel were chalking up at the time they were constantly doing a billion-dollar movie, billion-dollar movie. And I think like Marvel movie does well. It's six or seven hundred million. You know what I mean? But if it does really well, it's a billion-dollar movie every time. And I think... That's why when Sony looked at the numbers, they looked at the critics, they looked at the general fan reception, they are like, we're out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, not out all the way, but let's Marvel uh, handle Spider-Man, let him revamp him, and then now we can run our Spider-Verse adjacent, like we talked about with Venom. I think they talked about a Black Cat movie. Um uh What else? Michael Morbius we touched on last time with Jared Leto. So this movie, even though it didn't lead to the things that Sony wanted to originate with the Sinister Six movies, uh with the Sinister Six movie, but I think in the end it's still gonna lead to what Sony were planning originally because I think Marvel are gonna go to the Sinister Six route over the next few Spider movies. Because they're gonna bring back Doc Ock potentially with, with the multiverse of madness, maybe in this next Spider movie. They're gonna bring back Jamie Foxx's Electro, we already heard. Um they already have Michael Keaton as Vulture. Um, I'm sure they i I'm not sure what they're gonna do with Green Goblin. Um so like if it's going to be James Franco or Dane DeHaan because he's the only one that was cast twice bring back both of them maybe. He got Reese Effins as the liver or liver as the lizard if you want. So the Sinister 6 is there potentially already nearly. I think the Shocker uh, appeared in one of the uh, spider Man 1 Far From Home. Not Far From Home, sorry, Homecoming. So like I can see the Sinister 6 already starting to come to fruition and I can see Sony's grand plan is kind of acting out in a slightly different way than they wanted. But I mean, you have the likes of Venom on the horizon, um, Carnage, who was playing by uh, Woody Harrelson. That the Spider-Man universe is looking more healthy now than I think it ever has. Really, like you know. But even though it didn't work out, in, first of all, for Sony, I think it's going to work out for them in the end. You know. I agree with you, actually. Yeah, but that's just that's just goes to show the, the public hunger.
0: Like they can make a Morbius film, and she, uh, Sheila, my partner Sheila, watched it and went, "Who?" And I went, yeah. oh, Mar-, you know, explain explained Breed to She goes, oh, yeah, I'd watch that. I was yeah. like, yeah, it used to be a case where you had to make a Superman film or a Batman film or a Spider-Man film, like you said. But now you can just, people are just, they're so hungry for it that they're just, that's only, you know, like, yeah, we still got some property here. Yeah, exactly. So what yeah. if the comics aren't that big. Like, we get in a big actor, we try and execute it well. Make good movies. Work
1: old. Make, make good, good
2: movies, m- man. Yeah, you know what
1: I mean? That's like, even though, like, I'm not Venom's biggest fan, um, but like it's still better than for Grace's portrayal. So I like improvement. I'm not going to go shit all over Sony and go, Tom Hardy is uh, not the best Venom of all time. He's a better Venom than for Grace. So I understand that you're making better choices now. So I'm going to be more forgiving and I'm going to allow Tom Hardy's progression as Venom, whereas I'm not going to shit all over. And because I understand that he said our mistakes were we couldn't handle Spider-Man in the way that that, that character needed for the wider audience. So let's give Spider-Man to the MCU and let's see how we can handle these other characters. And once again, the goodwill that they've they've garnered from doing that decision, I, I'm going to give them more time with Venom. I'm going to be more happy to see a Venom carnage second movie. I'm going to be more happy to watch a Michael movie because they know they're making different decisions now and they want to do something a little different and they want to improve upon what they did before. So that's where, like you know, the goodwill they get when they you, you see them saying we could handle Spider-Man, we give it to Marvel. Now we're getting all this goodwill for Venom, Spider-Verse. Like, like, Spider-Verse is a fantastic movie, don't get me wrong. I just think, like, you know, it was so well-received as well because of the goodwill they earned by allowing Marvel to take over the rights. Not rights, but, you know, the creative control of Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, I. you know, that's the thing. Like, I think they played it smart because they didn't sign over uh, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels yeah. at all. And obviously they whatever they did, it made Spider-Man's stock go up. Yeah. So and then now would introduce. if they're gonna introduce the multiverse, I don't know what way ownership owned. Obviously, Holland is Marvel. But oh yeah, they
1: might Sony my... owned all the, all the rights. All the rights. All the rights. All the rights. Marvel have a creative control in a sense, but Sony still call a lot of the shots. Sony owned the Spider-Man rights. That's why those movies are made so regularly. Because they had to make a movie every certain amount of years. Or before a certain time, otherwise the rights revert back to Marvel, and that's wow. why we had five Spider-Man movies. You know what I mean? Ugh. That's why we had now that. We've got seven. Yeah, that's why we had that. And, that. and he showed up in another like two or three, three I think. Yeah, and and that's why we had the Josh Trank, um, uh, Fantastic Four movie because the rights would revert back to Marvel. I'm pretty sure if had been made. <coughs> Excuse me. And that's why, like you know, Fox were not pushing certain movies were made at certain times. And rushed in certain ways because the rights would have gone back to Marvel otherwise. You know what I mean? So it's it's a big rights rights issue, but like it's cool when you see two big juggernaut companies like Sony, like Marvel and Disney or whatever, come together and go, We're just gonna give the fans what they want. Because yes. they're gonna make money at the end of the day. Spider-Man is so bankable, like they're gonna make money. Just give us what we want, give us the Spider-Man we think we need, and then we're gonna to go to all your movies. Like all the Spider-Man movies are like the Marvel Spider movies, did they make a billion? Like, probably close to that, if not. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and like, what that amazing, like, line where he was like, it's like, underoos or something, and the Spider-Man comes in. Underoos! Oh, yeah, and yeah. then
0: he takes Captain America.
1: So like, like, you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, oh, my God! Like, you know what I mean? Let's, Marvel do that better than anyone. It just give you that, oh, my God moment, where you're just like a kid again yeah. for a couple of seconds. And that's just what the Sony movies lacked, I think. The big reveals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just it didn't land. Because, like, you're like, oh... You're doing this constantly like, like oh Electro could have been so much better. Jimmy Fox, the world-class actor. Oh. You know what I mean? Like Dane De Hans, a really good actor. Why are you give him such a long super fringe? And why does Sony everything to make <laughs> someone you know I mean? why, why does Sony everything to make someone evil to give him a long fringe? Tobey Maguire in yeah. Spider-Man Three. It's like we're oh. just gonna make a party's here to the left. It wasn't evil Spider-Man, it was
0: arrogant emo
1: Spider-Man. Mm. It was like, Jesus Christ. God. You know what I mean? That's the problem with Sony, like the the in the earlier Spider movies, there was too many times we went, "Oh God!" Like even today, Spider- Amazing Spider Man Two is a neat movie up until about the big reveal. pretty much Electro. That scene a bit cheesy. I I don't like that ridiculous slow motion. Um, I don't like when the it was like, hyper
0: slow motion. As like, well, yeah, wasn't it? it's like because s- s-
1: there
0: was something was play motion. out. It was something to play out in a tops two seconds. Yeah,
1: you know, I just don't like uh, that. And like it I, was like. Action sequences should be so fast. I like
0: that. I mean, I have to admit, it was I uh, kind of like, I like the visual aspect, but I knew I was, I knew I was enjoying it. I I hated it on first view and I knew I was enjoying it because why not?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, I had no investment in that sort of sense. Uh, You know, he saves a whole bunch of people while the back flipping up a staircase, essentially. Um, But yeah, there was no consequence of it. You know what, man? There's stuff that could have worked if it was, I don't know. Directed better, I I think I could shit on the men, the people behind the camera more than the people in front of it.
1: Yeah, you just, like, what you mean? Do you mean, like, you think the actors are less to blame? I think the
0: actors, yeah, I think the actors did the job that was given to them.
2: Yeah, as always.
1: I think
0: Emma Stone, I think Emma Stone's a, a, I said this already, I think Emma Stone's a terrific actress, but she was, she was surplus to the man. Yeah. You know, she was surplus to the man. Or just have her show up and be her kick-ass self. Instead of the whole, like, will they, won't they? That wasn't good for either of them.
1: Yeah, it's unnecessary too, because how they wrapped up part one, that, like, they should have just had her come on board. Like, um, like, you know, just help him design stuff. She's supposed to be this brilliant genius. Why wouldn't he take advantage of that? Because, like, you know what I mean? Why wouldn't he um, say, like, oh, I'm looking at her as my equal. If I'm able to do it, I and she's smarter than me, she's first in the class, I'm second or whatever. So if she wants to be a part of this life, why not use her genius to help him design suits? And eventually, as I said to you, have that Gwen uh, Spider Gwen suit, um, and then like, uh, literally you could have her design her own suit, and she never gets to use it because she dies at the end of this movie. You know what I mean? When we look at back through it, like we saw the Sony hacks had an, uh, you know, uh, Sony hacks um had an influence on it. The you know the critical failure of Amazing Spider-Man Two. And then, you know, what led to you now that we talked about that What If. But, like, going back to what we normally do with What If is where we break down what we would have changed about the movie if we were the, the director or whatever. And you look back at this movie, know, what would you have changed about The Amazing Spider-Man 2 um, in terms of its overall story? and whatnot?
0: Right. You know, and, uh, if I was to take one thing I would have changed, it would have been, you know the way they made this film? Yeah. That. <laughs> I would have changed that. You wouldn't made it. Ah, oh, of course. I mean, like you yeah. know, what? of course. Like you, I mean, you make you make. Look, we. Uh, this is this. It's the same sport. It's the same with fucking everything, man. Yeah. We, we 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 get enamored with it and we love it and that's fine. That's cool. I'm a part of it. Yeah. But it's a money game and it's a results game. It's like a sport. It's a fucking results game. If you get over the line, good. If you get very far over the line, even better.
2: It's the yeah. flourish.
0: Um. This film, if I would have met it, I would have like this. This is my absolute rule number one. I think Harry Osborn should have been introduced fine and they should have built to like his influence, his technology, his kind of like uh, he's Wayne Corpness, except for yeah. nefarious reasons. And Electro should have been the bad guy. Yeah, and, th- and then he could have fought Electro, but like uh, maybe maybe Harry like. Os like maybe Harry Osborn could have learned a lot about. How just how powerful Spider Man is, yeah, Uh, because he you know he he does piss about a lot, but he's an extremely powerful dude,
2: yeah.
0: Um, so they, they, you know, not jammed it it with characters to fight Spider Man because the action scenes actually were not the worst part of this film. Um, I think, like, obviously, taking uh, God, taking Jamie Foxx and making him like, I, I mean, you can't have a bad guy if you look. I'm going, to, I'm going to go nuclear and then I'm going to go to what I think is a pitiful example and that is Electro. I'm yeah. going to say Heat Ledger. Yeah. You know, do you remember when Heat sets like at least something like a billion dollars on fire? Yeah. Because that's what he was about.
1: Exactly. It's because some men just want to watch the world
0: burn. Exactly. And it was it was almost like this chaotic revolutionary perhaps or terrorist or whatever you want to call it. But almost a belief system in a fucking crazy way that you yourself have to process
1: cannot be like
2: negotiated you, with.
0: Yeah, you you have to take him in. You literally have to take him in. And, and I didn't know what to make of him even by the end of it. But I knew he was amazing. Like yeah. you know, I said I knew I just watched an amazing performance. You know what's not an amazing performance? Somebody who, if you remember, when their birthday is <laughs> <his> godlike power. <laughs> It was such
1: a sh- He's fucking obsessed with his birthday in and this and movie the thing is,
0: I, I Man, I even, like, I've been such a nerd. I I was born in 1983, so yeah. I'm exactly 55 years older somehow <laughs> than anyone who's listening to this.
1: I'm pretty sure if anyone listened to an earlier episode, they'd know you're 87 years old. Man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, or 77. So, shit. No, no you <laughs> know what this is? Like,
0: we, we brought, no one likes our podcast. We broadcast it into space, and yeah. we're the biggest thing on Romulan Septual Nine.
1: Well, like of course. What if you're not in the Romulan markets, then who are you nowadays? You know what I mean? Like if Elon Musk has taught us anything, you gotta be in the Romulan markets. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Exactly. That's what, you know what I'm mean? saying too. We're innovators. I- That's what we do. <laughs> I lost my train of
0: thought, that was the last thing I said.
1: Um you were talking about uh <laughs> you were just talking about how um uh, Heat Ledger's uh, portrayal of yeah sorry but like he just like
0: I think the worst thing because uh, oh god man it was it was almost 1960 Batman comical as in you had like Jamie Lee Fox as in I'm a scientist but I'm actually quite nervous <laughs> Jamie and, uh, Fox. I'm, not, I'm not very good with carlos and he's you call
1: him Jamie Lee Fox Jamie Lee Fox <laughs> I stand by him like, like a weird hybrid of Jamie Foxx you know and Jamie Lee Curtis. Maybe everyone that, that, else that person is person would wrong. be gorgeous. Maybe <laughs> everyone else is wrong. Yeah, that Very sounds strange. like Michael Bay when he watches his movie. Jamie Lee Foxx. I
0: mean, Jamie Lee Foxx is like, I, I'm a straight man. I'm not even like I don't even think I was gay. i particularly attracted to, him, but I know he could swoon me. I just know
2: it.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that—that that dude is what debonair absolutely carries back.
1: So, fucker. so you're saying to get get you back on get you back on the, the rails? You're saying that you would have uh, had slower character progression with Harry um, and have him be a side character in this movie. And kind of show off what he's capable of for a future movie, and have Jamie Lee. Uh, Jamie nearly got me saying, that "You bastard!" He have Jamie Foxx. Did say, yeah, it. nearly is so close. No, you uh, said Jamie Lee, and I. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't say. I didn't end it. I didn't
2: end it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like, so uh, yeah, so you you would have done the, the singular villain had Electro be the main focus. Singular villain, man.
0: I, I, like, I mean, there's sometimes you see things in
1: in Hollywood where you just kind of go, like,
0: yes, like, don't get me wrong, like the end of the first Avengers. New York, amazing. Endgame, yeah. amazing. Superman versus uh, uh, Zod in uh, Man, of Steel, Man of Steel, amazing. Loved it. Don't get me wrong. And it was a huge concept and everything. Like Cities got torn apart. Uh, um, but at the same time, like that's like, it's not like, oh, what if we had another bad guy? kind of go, oh, that's brilliant. But yeah, what if we had a third bad guy? kind of go, no, no, that's not. It's not storytelling.
1: It's story filling.
0: It's story filling, and I mean Jamie. If Jamie Fox had actually just—I mean, don't forget—I remember actually watching the 1960s cartoons. Electro was a thief. Yeah, he stole shit so he yeah. could have money so that he could be rich. Yeah,
1: like a lot of bad guys back in the day. Like a just lot of bad guys. Yeah, guys. yeah,
0: exactly. There was—and don't get me wrong—I actually expanding on the character and making him a scientist. Yeah, making him a literal genius. Yeah. It's not something I actually have any kind of problem.
1: With. It's I, you, like I know we touched on it earlier, but would you have had him have his powers, obtain his powers in a different manner than a tank of electric eels? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't I even know anything else. Like, yeah,
1: I
0: probably would have.
1: Like, like all they had to do was like literally, if he's a genius, um, and he's. Like, you know, maybe he's working on electrical technology and he gets electrocuted. Like, you know what I mean? Why did he have to? Like, the eels thing was so like unnecessary. You know, in this universe, you have to obtain your powers through an animal of some sort. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's all Oscar have been doing. It's just been like, you know, they're just like all, oh, they're obsessed with cross human animal hybrids hybrids or genetics or something. You know what I mean? I just don't
0: think you're doing a Batman on it. Just, he goes, you know what? Huh? Eve, ever since I was a kid, was always afraid of electric eels.
1: <laughs>
0: you know, yeah, I fell, yeah, I fell know, into a like, pit yeah. one time on my manner of electric eels.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like in uh, Batman Returns when Michelle Pfeiffer falls out the window and it's kind of like she gets a power by cat's bite on her or some shit. It's like it's like we don't need that now. We don't need the, the the cat bite or whatever or him falling to electric eels. We don't need to make that association. Like, like look how Barry Allen got his powers in the Flash. He just got struck by lightning. You know what I mean? After a particle accelerator. Like have that, have that like he he gets electrocuted after they're doing an experiment. They could have been running an experiment about some perpetual energy machine or some shit. Like kinda of like what Doc Ock was doing and just have a go around he gets electrocuted or struck by lightning. Could even cause a lightning storm and he gets struck by lightning or some shit.
0: But well, I mean you know what
1: I mean? So I got
0: fast when I was struck by lightning. And by fast I mean I was brought to the front of the queue every week for my hospital checkups.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got
2: Ooh. fast
1: on the to... <laughs> mid Yeah, you know, I just think it was really like uh, old school cheesy to have him get his powers by getting chewed on by, you know, I don't know, fucking souped up electric eels
0: Yeah, soup. even it's did the whole thing where like so stupid. It was one eel that kinda of, like zeroed in on him for a second and then did the whole like ah you know.
2: And then yeah. his skin started you know, turning.
0: Th- it's not it's not the same, man. It's not not the same.
1: Yeah, I, I, I would have. If I was in the director's seat, I would have done what you said. The singular villain, I think it's important for Spider Man. Um, uh, I think with the villain for part two, you maybe create that emotional bond in part one because Spider Man's. Spider Man, a lot of villains I know a lot of supervision villains have emotional connections with them, but Spider Man has it a lot. Where a lot, like, you know, Harry Osborne was his, his best friend and um, he went evil, you know, that kind of way. And like, you know, in part one, where they played on it nicely that his father was like a father figure that went evil. And uh, I just think with Spider-Man, you need to do that groundwork because I think the villains need to have a bit more of a personal relationship with him of all the superheroes. I think he has a more kind of personal relationship with a lot of his villains. That they know him in his personal life as well as that. They end up being villains with him in his alter ego's life. Like, like, like Venom. Venom was like a work rival. They ended up being one of his no, most, uh, like, you know, fucking well-known nemesis, like when Eddie Brock became Venom, you know, and like when Harry Osborn becomes Green Goblin, like, you know, or Norman Green Goblin, like even Doc Ock. Doc Ock is someone that was a tutor of his, became, like, you know, Doc Ock, and even look at uh, Curtis Connors was a teacher of his, became the Lizard. If you look at Spider-Man's villains, I think they need to have a personal, like, relationship with him, or it seems that they all normally do have a personal relationship with him. I just think when they don't, they're not as good. So, like, I think Electro should have been maybe introduced in part one and then you have a little bit of a personal relationship with that character and then he becomes Electro in part two. You just need to have, you know, I just think of all the superheroes, he needs to know his characters on a personal level as Peter Parker before he goes against them as Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, well, exactly. There was even, like, even though he didn't know Rhino, and he wasn't even Rhino at the time, it was a whole thing where you know he tries to shoot him, or he tries to do this, and he he sticks his right arm to the left wall using webbing, and his left arm to the right wall, and and, and his gun falls on his head and kind of knocks him out, and it's very like I don't know, it, yeah, it's Warner, yeah, it's it, it's it's Looney Tunes, um, yeah. but at the same time that the it was always cool about Spider Man is in the nefariousness of the bad guy never broke his spirit as a good guy, yeah. And I have, yeah, they could have explored that. I always, I always felt like just this, this film definitely tried to do eighty things badly instead of five things right. Yeah. Not as much as Spider-Man Three. This is Citizen Kane wrapped up in Shawshank Redemption
2: yeah. compared to <laughs>
0: Spider-Man Three. But this was not a good film. Yeah, it, and was, it was a lot. Deal. It's not saying I got everything wrong. It's just that sometimes I felt like I actually felt like Garfield deserved more. I felt like Emma Stone. I, I felt like Emma Stone deserved more, even if I would like to see less of her.
2: It yeah,
1: wasn't her, her? It wasn't her. her dead scene at was all. good though. Her dead
0: scene, scene was good. Yeah. I was surprised they actually showed the moment she hit the ground.
1: Yeah, it it's was very real. True.
0: It is. It's very real. It's just yeah. a literal like uh, her spine, her uh, coccyx, her and obviously her like head it's yeah. the ground it's horrible bounce that would reverberate to basically your entire body and break your neck and
1: ugh, your brain so, say, oh, so, just a horrible death something else I wanted to talk to you about was um, I know on the cutting room floor somewhere that a character I'll check in a sec uh, Mary Jane Watson was actually cast in this movie and she was cut out of it as far as I know really uh, um, yeah and they, they were going to go and cast a different actress I'll, I'll, I'll check what did you make of I think Gwen Stacy's death was obviously going to lead to Mary Jane, and maybe they weren't happy with the actor or the actress sorry, that played the role. And what do you think that like? Do you think this is more proof that like Sony didn't really know what they were doing? You know what I mean. They well, a, I, I think of, if they'd introduced,
0: I think if they'd introduced Mary Jane in the same film,
1: yeah, as Gwen Stacy, it would have been tastes So you think like it's better to we we'll leave it to a later movie. and not Yeah, leave, to it, leave it to a
0: later, because imagine it's just like, oh, like, if it gone from, especially considering it's at the end of the film, it's not as if there was a terrible lot of time to work with. It's not as if he could gone from, like, Gwen Stacy's funeral and him losing the love of his life to him falling in love with somebody in that six minutes that was left. I think they were right to cut it. If they cut it, I think they were right to. Because in Spider-Man 3, he's going to be two years older again. So instead of being a part-time photographer, he could be a photographer. He could be a grown man in his mid-twenties and he could be, you know, and he could actually finally be ready to move on in some sort of degree from Gwen. Yeah. But, no, I I, I think it was a good call. In a film that didn't have a lot of good calls, I think that was a good call.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I checked it here, um, the actress's name is Shailene Woodley, um, known for the Divergent movies. But, um, yeah, looking at a picture over here, she's um, as a redhead, and yeah, she would have been actually a decent, you know, cast as MJ. So I can understand maybe uh, I, there's an article there, and I don't want to have to, I don't want to go through it very quickly. But like there, I can understand what you're saying that it would have been a little bit tasteless to introduce new love interest in the same movie as the old love interest. In yeah,
0: like I mean, he was literally tortured
1: over yeah. his relationship with quite
0: tortured, yeah. and then she ends up murdered. Hmm. <laughs> it would have been strange to have him tortured, her tortured, her murdered,
2: him and then on. him
0: fought moving on inside an hour and a half. That wasn't even about that. Yeah, Like as in that was the, the subplot? No. It, it was a film of bad decisions, and that was a good one. Uh, obviously, unfortunately, all you actually see in the film is the decisions that they did make, and not yeah. the, submissions, uh, the decisions that he's decided against. But that's yeah. a good one. I'll give credit in some small sense.
1: That I, I think they were right. Yeah, same as. And um, what did you what, what did you make? Because I, I think we forgot to talk about this, and I'll, I'll be raising if we don't. What did you make of the scene where the little kid faces off against Rhino? Yeah, like, like come on, cops, make a make a better attempt to save that kid's life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know what you mean like you know.
0: He kind of shows up at the very end, and he goes, "Hey, Spider Man, I want." I would kind of go, like the thing about like raising kids. Is sometimes kind of going, No. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. You're in yeah. trouble. That guy has machine guns and was firing them <laughs> exactly where you were. And you had that as information beforehand.
2: Yeah, it's like you that.
0: run at the machine guns, man.
2: You're grounded, like, and, and,
0: and we're going to look at special classes and defense classes. I'm worried about you. Are you depressed? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Is this a cry for help?
0: Is this a cry for help? It's not like you get to show up and you know, it was cute and all, but I was like, no, 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 dude. I, I don't have a conversation with him. if yeah. I was Spider Man jumping <laughs> into that situation, superpowers, I'd be like, um. Yeah, I'll probably like go talk to him in a minute. I'll get him <laughs> out of there. I'm not gonna yeah. really talk to him in the line of fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, no, I thought that seems ridiculous too. Um but um so like when it comes down to you would have only just changed the singular villain. And it's it's literally about the pace and the issue with this movie and the, the rush progression of the oh. six six and if I if,
0: if I had to use one word it'd be told.
1: It's, it's, yeah, it's just the problem with this movie is it didn't know what it was trying to be yeah. you know what I mean or maybe it did and it just didn't execute it correctly or something I don't know it's just uh, what, uh, uh, like when you have a murder scene um, and in 5 or 10 minutes before that you have a guy playing Itsy Bitsy, Itsy Bitsy Spider on like a power station or some shit it, it, I can totally understand what you mean by tone you know what I mean like that Like you can't shift so hard from a really cheesy scene to the character's love of his life being killed you know, horrifically, because he couldn't save her in time. You know what I mean? Like so, like I totally understand what you mean. But uh, like, when you look through it, is that the the major issues you have with this movie? The villains, the tone of the movie, and uh, the rush nature of it, trying to expand into uh, an expanded universe.
0: Yeah, it, you know what? I, I I think like again, we we kind of touched upon it earlier, but I think it tried to deserve a universe too quickly. Yeah. First one set oh, up Peter Parker nicely. First one made Spider Man work. But by the end of that film, there had been a man, a med of electricity, and there had been a poison, a guy who was dying who injected himself with poison. That's the best way to get superpowers. Because <laughs> that, that that makes you strong. Yeah, because, you know, the- like, it's like two negatives. It's like, yeah. oh my God, you're dying. Poison
1: me. You go, you fucking genius. Uh, they don't seem to know how to handle the Green Goblin and how to no, uh, my god, transfer him from the page. Or to no, the they don't. They
0: don't. They don't. And you know what? I wouldn't mind. Only the subject material is there. I mean, if you even look at Dark Reign, I think was the the Marvel. Uh, it was basically when uh, Norman Osborn managed to convince people that um, that like uh, sorry, Bullseye should be Hawkeye, and yeah. that um, Ares, the God of War, should be their Thor. And the 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 son of Wolverine should be the Wolverine, blah, blah, blah. blah. And he should be the Iron Man. And they were just like a literal inversion of the Avengers. Brilliant character. Yeah, I would love to see that. There's so much context. There's so many comics about his insanity, his ascension, his fall, his re-ascension, his second fall, all of that. It's been going on for over 40 years. It's there, man. It's
2: there. Yeah.
0: Because i brought characters, you've characters, and you, you literally start from absolutely nothing. And who knows, if you're ever lucky, in 50 years, in 100 years, when you're long gone, somebody literally improves upon it. Because yeah. you did the work. Well, I'm sorry, but you went into this film, and people who are no longer with us did the fucking work. It's yeah. there.
1: It's there. Yeah. You did nothing with yeah, it's really an aim when there's such a rich source material, and it's not taken advantage of exactly. And few of them are richer than marbles. Few
0: of them are richer than It's not as if you. It's not as if you made like a, two films. I love Snatch, and uh, let's say Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like they, that was right, right from the minds of their directors, because the yeah. directors wrote the film, right from the mind. Nothing, no source material. I'm sure like things have happened in their lives, things that influenced in them. Um, influence, of course, because that's everybody, everybody and every medium of art. Well, they wrote that, but this would be like something that me, a mere mortal, can, again, I admit, arrogantly say, yeah. I might have wrote a better character. Yeah. But it was only because I read the comics, man. Only because yeah. I was literally told by Stan Lee how to do it.
1: And that's why MCU is so successful because exactly. they did their they did their hardest or tried their hardest to transfer the characters how we grew to know and loved them from the comic books and the cartoons onto the big screen in the most like modern updated version possible. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's why they're so successful because you have someone like a Kevin Feige, um, in the background, um, in the background, you have Kevin Feige, and like you know he really respects the source material. And because he respects the source material, you get, like, um, you get better movies. And I just think, like, um, I mean, like, the difference between the MCU movies is because they're they're uh, steeped um, in the, the history of the source material. And then they decide to, like, try their best because they respect it so much to try the best to bring it to life in the way that we want them to or the way we expect them to be, uh, you know, brought to life with the same level of respect, with the same level of gravitas, with the same level of epicness that we kind of imagined what they were like from the comic books. Um, because we had that, like, same level of epicness in the movies, then, you know, these movies were really successful and the problem is we have all these high expectations, um, you know, with these characters and, and Sony failed to meet our expectations because they didn't you know respect or adapt the source material to the best of their abilities then you have the reaction to a Spider-Man 2 in the same way like the reaction or Amazing Spider-Man 2 the same way we had the reaction to Spider-Man 3 when you show like a lack of respect for the source material with people that are like in the comic book like you know fandom or whatever they'll turn on you very quickly and fervently and they'll stay turned on you till they feel that their fan service can be paid off like and rightfully so because the source material is so so fucking rich that like if you can't make a good movie of like the Marvel comic books and you can't make like you know you can't expand on the universes that they've already provided for you then like you know you're doing a bad job you know that kind of way
0: yeah exactly that's what it's again it's the difference between trying to build something from the ground up and trying to expand and don't get me wrong there's an awful lot of art in the MCU an awful lot
2: yeah
0: But my God, man,
1: how can you get it so wrong? Yeah, I think that's the problem. Like, you know, you just didn't go like you can change from diverge from the source material, but like use it and incorporate the tone that it represents into the movies. And then you get successful movies. That's what MTU have done. They've incorporated the different eras of their source material. Like, you got Captain America set in the 40s, like a propaganda movie kind of thing. And then you have, like, the spy movies, because based on Winter Soldier, I think Ed Brubaker wrote it. And you get all these different tones because they embrace the source material and all the different tones that are c- contained within it. Like, you know, you kind of get that goofy kind of campiness of the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, and you get the real kind of like, you know, action hero of the Iron Man. You know, and because they incorporate all the different tones of the different generations of the comic books, you're going to get really good variety in movies, and you're constantly going to get, you know, ingratiate yourselves with the fans, because they'll recognise what you're trying to do when you do it, you know?
0: That's it, exactly. People seem to like, don't get me wrong, I think fanboys, if left unchecked, will ruin the universe, ruin it. Um, There's two, because it's like, it People think they're all one stream of consciousness, but they're not. Yeah. But they're not. It is an absolute chaos, I'd imagine, for a director to look out into the fandom and think, what do you want from Bane? What do you want from Spider-Man? And they kind of go, and you think, oh, why hasn't he done it? And you just kind of go, no, no, you weren't one voice. You're never one voice. Yeah. So I do know that you kind of have to end up eventually doing your own thing. But I do also... Try to remove myself from it. I don't yeah. always do a good job, but actually I kind of go like, no, oh, but that's clearly wrong.
1: Yeah, as long as, as this said, respect is shown to the character, exactly. Like different. Luther,
0: Luther is intelligent, charismatic, and grounded and determined. He just is. Yeah. He, he just is. Um, You know, Sinestro, or you could go Doom, some, some, somebody like Doomsday, who's quite simple. Um, but they just aren't. Like the Joker is wild. The Joker is the wild card, you know, in, yeah. in a very literal sense. And if you're not capturing that, you always kind of think, like, like that's all they were? It's almost like making a bad guy a good guy. It's almost like you got that much wrong yeah. on such a fundamental level. Yeah, I'm not trying to say I'm a great storyteller. I'm just kind of going, you do know, like, Goblin's a bad guy. Or you do know that you know you do know that there's complex characters. It's not complex characters. Like don't don't make that carnage is like. Imagine if they meant carnage like uh, Electro. Yeah, something like you don't remember my name. Murder fifty people. (laughs) Exactly. His whole thing is that he's a maniac, and just if they don't get the fact that carnage is a maniac, right? Mm. Then they've fucked up carnage, and that's not something I'm doing with storytelling. That's something I'm doing with a single word: maniac.
1: Yeah, I think it comes down to like motives. If you don't like think the motives are worthwhile for what the character is doing, or if you can't even see from their side of view, they've done a bad job of telling the story. You know what I mean? Like, cause like like it's you look at like a Thanos and he's got this weird thing where he wants to bring balance to the universe, and you can kind of understand his motives, even though he's obviously wrong. But you look at like an Electro, as you said, you don't remember my name. Um, now I'm going to wipe out New York. You know what I mean? Like you know like uh like I just think they it was maybe like they were trying to lean on the whole stalker ish thing. If I can't have you, nobody can or some bullshit. I don't know. But like I just think the the major mistake definitely was how like what if um I had the chance to change this movie would be definitely change how they portrayed Electro, take advantage of Jamie Fox once you have him in the part, um take advantage of Chris Cooper, um have Norman Osborne feature more in the movie, not just kill him off. And um, I, uh, you know, Dane DeHaan, I thought was a decent Harry Osborn. He's a good actor. Um, I just think like what you said, kind of, or we just keep it this singular villain and we just, you know, gradually expand the universe and not try to do four movies in one because that's happened with Spider-Man 3 and it ended the universe. And it's the same thing happened in Spider-Man 2 and it ended the universe. And, and it, luckily now Sony look like they're learning from their mistakes. But back then, they weren't quick enough to learn from mistakes. But no. We all benefited. We got Tom Holland as Peter Parker in the MCU. So who's, a great, who's a
0: great Spider-Man. Yeah, so great ultimately, Spider-Man. I do think it was a good thing. And especially if they're looking into multiverse. Yeah. I think I think everyone
1: might win, to be honest with you. Yeah, because you get multiverse. Marvel could even continue with Tom Holland and so on. You could have Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire making Spider-Man movies for them. So you could have pretty much you have your cake and eat it too. Or you could have... You know, Sony have their own Spider-Man and Marvel have their own Spider-Man just set them on different universes or different worlds or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Earth 2 or Earth 3 or whatever the fuck. You know, like doing DCU. Um, but like, you no, know we've kind of covered all the what-ifs. Um, what When we look down to what we do the best and the worst now and what do you think was the best thing about the Amazing Spider-Man 2 experience and what was the worst thing about the Amazing Spider-Man 2 experience?
0: I think the best thing about the Spider-Man experience uh, of this particular film was, I, I thought there was a humanity to um, Peter and, and May. I actually thought, you know, like in their household, it did have the the sense of loss yeah. and this, the sense of wonder and the sense of disconnection and connection at the same time. I thought that was done quite well. I thought that was done almost in a way that would fit into a drama. It just, you, you felt like they loved each other, but there was a distance. That, like she was hiding from him something quite... Well, compared to being a superhero, quite basic. Yeah. And he was hiding from her, so quite huge. They were like,
1: oh, hiding massive secrets from each other to protect one another. To protect even though, one another. Even though if they were to share those secrets, it would help themselves so much. I thought the scene where she was just like, you know, your dad ran off, blah, 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 blah.
0: And I took care of you since you were sick. You're my boy. Yeah. You're my boy. And she was... I really felt that. It was just Because Sally
1: Fields a fucking amazing actress. Sally like, Fields you know? is an amazing
0: actress. Yeah. And she was I felt I really felt she'd it. break
1: her heart, she would like, Exactly. And the yeah. film
0: was yo yoing in tone. And very few people were able to rein in, but Sally Fields completely reined it in and she gets a tip of my cap. She's an absolute legend. I'm so glad that we still have her. I'm so glad she's still working. And yeah. I'm so glad for her body of work. I really, really am.
2: Yeah, no. But it's, so it's
0: she, nice. so she was one of the better things. I just that dynamic. I thought the worst thing, and you know what, the worst thing was the romance, and, I, and that is saying something. When they had Electro as a bad guy, I was saying something. Sorry, no. The worst thing is the sensor that Electro had on the yeah. side of his head. Need to touch upon this again. Yeah. To let him know if he's overloading, uh, he puts uh, a uh, sensor uh, on his temple where he could never possibly see it. Yeah. Like even, even looking
1: at a mirror would be awkward. like even if that's measuring brainwaves, it should be linked to another device that he's able to read. Like you know what I mean? Like if that's like measuring his brainwaves and that's what you put on the side of his head, it should be linked to like a device that is on his wrist. That he can exactly. still see the fucking readings. Like right. I'm I'm far from I'm I'm far from a, I'm, I'm far like from a genius, it. like you know. <laughs> and this this guy Max uh, was it I keep wanting to call him Max Brooks, but Max Dylan. Um he, he's supposed to be a genius and he couldn't figure out that. If I need to monitor my um my levels, I probably should be able to see them. <laughs> you yeah. Know I mean? like, but um like
0: but you so, just left it on his forehead. But yeah, I know the worst thing was the romance. Sometimes just oh god, I know Lois Lane and Clark Kent and Yeah. I know
1: Catwoman and Batman and I know. Even exist. like Neo and Drindy in the Matrix movies, you have that smushiness to it. You need it. You need it. You need that emotional attachment. You need to create emotional stakes as well as like these gigantic stakes because, like, when yeah, you look people you, are human, yeah. There's human connections that you have too. There's you attraction, to tell, there's sex, there's relationships because yeah, so. you need to tell smaller stories within a greater narrative. So, you do, you need to, and that's what creates the stakes of the greater narrative. Now they affect the characters. So, like, you know, I just think, like, um, with the romance, I can see why they did it. I don't, under, I can understand why they tried to make it tormented, even though I think it was unnecessary because of the way they set it up at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 1. I think they should have just added Grace, uh Quinn to his kind of roster where she was helping him out with the technology we already talked about, like, I'm built a Gwen, Spider-Gwen. Because, like, if you're going to have a Spider-Gwen, you're not going to have a better actress to play than Emma Stone. You know what I mean? Like, maybe... oh, yeah, like, she's actually
2: That's the thing. She, like, you know what I mean? She can do...
1: i never seen her do action, fair enough, but, like... No, no, you
0: have... You have uh, the zombie thingy with Woody Harrelson. Oh, oh
1: sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. Zombie Land 1 and 2. Um, no, like, she, so she can pretty much do it all. Like, so you know, she... I think she would fit in perfectly as the spider Gwen, and they should have built to that. Even if they killed her off, it would have been like, yeah, no, there's just kind of Hollywood thing where te-
0: typically very, very, you know, very beautiful people make them Hollywood typically, but even more so for women. And Emma Stone is certainly a really, really beautiful woman, but she just, yeah. she has, she has, um she just has this believability about her. You can just imagine yeah. her in any scenario. Uh, and they didn't, and they didn't kind of, again, I always go back to it and it's, the ultimate example of being a woman tied to a railway track just waiting for a man to come and save her and she was yeah. never that. So yeah. The yeah, spider went, absolutely, I would have loved it.
1: Yeah, no, same as like you could as I said to you earlier, you could have had the next time baby kinda of scene where she looks at her suit where um, it's not fully created or something. And then she dies, and then she doesn't get to fulfill her destiny or some shit. I just think having her like it seemed like this whole movie was like let's figure out ways to split up Gwen and Spider Man so we can introduce Mary Jane into the next movie. And they decided to go nuclear and kill her off. You know what I mean? Like, so I just think cause like oh uh, no, he breaks up with her because he's tormented with, uh, because of the father's uh, dying wish. But like, no, she's going to move to England because she's got um, she got ex- accepted into Oxford, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no, Oxford. Um, was it Oxford? Yeah, no, because it's actually um, on the banners of the building she goes into, Oxford University. Um, fair enough. But, uh, she, like, but you know what I mean? I just think they, they'd spent an entire movie trying to split them up. Um, and they decided that the best way to split them up permanently was to kill her off. Uh, instead of... the would do it to be fair. Yeah, but you know, they, uh, um, they could have spent the entire movie building on what they uh, like you know laid down the foundations they laid down from part one she knew he was Spider-Man they could have incorporated her into his life and instead of having this complicated romance thing you could actually have her involved in all the action sequences not all, even not all of them but planning of them and can you know and like you could why you not have Gwen Stacy be why does Mary Jane always have to be in it? You know that kind of way this should like if they're if you want to make your universe different stay with that tone and keep that energy when the big decisions come like even though Mary Jane Watson's such a big part of uh Peter Parker's story there's no problem Quinn Quinn St- Stacy. I'm pretty sure in the original Spider-Man was his first love interest so until she got killed off so like like I think she's an important enough part that you could have had her for a couple of movies and then you know more than two movies maybe and then not kill her off and you could you know even have spin-offs or whatever fuck I don't know no, so your best and worst would be. So your best was, I made
0: uh, Peter yeah. Dynamics. It was the most grounded thing in the film. It wasn't a big part of the film, but I liked it.
2: Yeah, you don't your get to time.
0: Were... The worst was definitely the Roma, and I know Electro was fucking awful. But yeah. I, I honestly gotta God just the tortured souls, the the the, the sleepless in Seattle was yeah. just. And you know what? Like, there's not there's something wrong with a romantic film. It's just, it's just it's Like pick a lane. Yeah. Like don't I don't like every story always has a subplot it lends itself to other to other things. Uh yeah. horrors. Horrors can be comedic and all of that kind of jazz. But this just felt like it cut into side on what I wanted to be. Be with the girl or don't be with the girl. But I, I'd really appreciate if you'd be Spider-Man for a bit more. <laughs>
1: yeah, I get what you mean. Um uh, so my my best would have been um uh, I like the action, and the, my favorite part about the movie was Andrew Garfield's portrayal of Spider-Man again. Um, yeah, was, solid, really no, good. solid, really, yeah, really. Yeah, he's really, a really, really solid Spider-Man. I even texted you like I think it was during the first movie, and I just like Andrew Garfield's a good Spider-Man. I uh, think it was just something simple as that, like where it's just that's what he is. He was just such a solid, good Spider-Man in both movies he was good and a really good Peter Parker as well and I loved his dynamic with, uh, with Gwen Stacy and Emma Stone and that's obviously because they were dating in real life and they had this natural chemistry already but really showed on screen and there was a real strength in my opinion of the movies um, but like uh, and at the end of the day I just thought he was unlucky in terms of timing and how his term as Spider-Man ended and how it all worked out and stuff again yeah, yeah was, I know it worked out against him and I want like
0: that Yeah, there's nothing
1: about that film that game. was his fault there was nothing about that film yeah. that was his fault uh, obviously, my my worst uh, about the whole Spider-Man Two experience was Mid Spider-Man Two experience was uh, the villains again. It was just uh, I didn't like the way Electro was done. I didn't, uh, didn't like his real corny uh, origin story. How needy he was, um, and I didn't like how quick to the how quick of a turn it was for Dane to hand um, into becoming the Green Goblin. They didn't really build to it. They built his desperation, I know, but like he just kind of like. Oh, um I inject myself a poison, I'm slowly mutating, I'm going to jump into the suit to keep me alive. First and then, like, does is I'm that, like, I'm
0: going to go... Did, did, did the Spider-Man blood, like, enhance him in any way, or was it just the suit? They never even it just touched kinda, on that. Yeah,
1: it, it kind of looked like he was dying, and the suit saved his life.
0: Yeah, but, like, had he just gotten into the suit without any of the Spider-Man-y Venom stuff, would he have been even better?
1: I, I, I don't um, understand
0: what the Spider-Man stuff did to him, like,
1: I think it might have driven him insane and I think it just But did it increase him, him in any way?
0: Like if I stepped into the shield, then, for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah, changed <laughs> hairstyle for some reason. Um,
1: but, uh, and also yeah, imagine
0: I- just being needy for human attention to turn like a, a really, really grounded uh, moralistically driven scientist who's trying to improve the world to yeah.
1: a sociopath, it just yeah. did not. You can have meant, uh, that character, should have. it's kind of like um, how they handled Guy Pearson's character from the leader of AIM in Iron Man 3. He's just looks like sniveling dwee, but at least he got his confidence when he, you know, he was able to fix his uh affliction or whatever, you know. But like, they didn't have that with this, like, uh, like I think you said it earlier, like he, he stayed needy when he became electro. He's like a demigod, me? or whatever. Yeah, you, mean you know. The, it, yeah, you know, it's just like it's a bit lame. It was a bit, that's my problem with this movie. How Paul G and Matty wasn't a good fit for the part of Rhino, and the way they used them was just really cheesy and just like you know stupid. Nobody would like. have been a
0: good fit for Rhino. I just think Rhino was handled badly. Look
1: at- yeah, I just think if you look at Rhino, you just look at the WWE and you pluck them gigantic wrestler. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what I know mean? they're are there. They're, yeah. they're, they're they are there, like you know, what I mean there's like a Batista John Cena. I know they weren't maybe as prevalent then as they are now, their movie careers are much better, like a bigger now or whatever. But the WWE always has a fairly regular stock of gigantic human beings for you to pick from and they're more than welcome to be in movies like so. Um I just think Paul and Matty was a strange choice. I like God, Jamie Foxx is casting as Electro um, I know he's very different than the character, the character was in the comic books but it's such like a low level character that it needed a, like, if you give it to a good actor you, you should do something with it and you can do a lot more with it instead of just like sticking him on the lower level like he was in, in the super, in the comic books but um, I just think the villains in this movie were the worst thing about it how they handled Jamie Foxx with Electro how they handled Dane in the Hand with uh, Green Goblin and then the kind of shoehorned uh, Paul Giamatti in with the rhino and I think that's just my worst I think the best part about it was Andrew Garfield and his dynamic with uh, uh, Emma Stone and his portrayal of Spider-Man and Peter Parker and the worst thing about it was the villains and it just sister fell in the same place as Spider-Man 3 where the villains were weak and thus we had a weak superhero movie which is often the case
0: Yeah and I think if, if I was whatever one of the money bags
1: that uh, involved in this film I would kind of
0: go like this is how you handled two bad guys and now you're asking like don't get me wrong commercial success but people were kind of done with it it was that bad film that yes they went to it but they weren't going to rush back and then you're kind of going you want me to give you six yeah you want me to give you six
2: yeah into the next film
1: no no yeah it's you need to earn it like with, with the audience you need, to, you need to tell your story. I think the reason now when you look at um, the golden age televisions because people are enamored and love long-form storytelling and there's no better source material than comic books that have shown how to do long-form storytelling over a gradual period of time and long period of time how you know, to develop characters, their relationships, their motives, the reasons for attacking or defending or whatever. And I just think like, look at Marvel. The reason they're so successful is because they did it gradually. It's a long-form storytelling. It's like the longest cinematic tv show in history you know what i mean the largest scale cinematic tv show in history is that's what the mcu is it like feels like you're watching a series of television but each episode is two hours long you know what i mean and that's what you need to do you need to build it slowly over time like the comic books did because that's what the audience and the fan base that you're trying to bring over from one medium to the other expect and anytime it's not done right that's when it's failed you rush you fail look at DCEU. They rushed their character developments. Let's go in and throw, let's throw Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Let's throw them all in really quick instead of giving them standalones and building and building and building and, build and then we get the payoff. And you know so and
0: Wonder Woman is really well received because that's the exception. They actually did a
1: Wonder Woman. No, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, but they did it after BVS. You know oh, they mean? did? No, they did. They did it after BVS. I, no, I no, no of the course, first yeah. I know. I love the first Wonder Woman movie. I even wrote an article on it back in the day um, and I love that movie. That was brilliantly done. Patty Jen- Jenkins did a great job. Terrible sequel, though, unfortunately, because I was really looking forward to it. Another time where they wasted the potential with their villain, Pedro Pascal, just like he was just looking at the camera and talking to it the whole way through. You want a wish? i give you a wish. You know, like, it's not a great character. You know what I mean? I just think when I mean, you have the whole movie should have been centered around maybe, um, what's the lady's name? What's the woman's name that played Tigris? or no, Cheetah. What's her name? Sorry. Kristen Wiig. Christian Wake, yeah, I think said like her power set, uh, works well with Wonder Woman because they hey, can excellent, have a brawl. excellent, yeah, excellent. So, no need, there's no need for Pedro Pascal's character in that film at all, none whatsoever, yeah, you know what I mean. And I think that, like, that's another missed opportunity. Like, well, once oh, but this again, is it, like,
0: they're, they're oh god, they're just trying to cram everything Week,
1: together. It, it just goes the way it is. If you ru- like, there's two big things in superhero movies if you rush your world building. You're going to fail oftentimes and if you have a weak villain you don't put enough work into your villain to half-cooked the fans aren't going to forgive you. Even the the Marvel some of the Marvel movies that have half cooked villains they're looked upon as poorly by the fans because if you look at it we got Loki Thanos you know what I mean you get Magneto and Ian e. McKellen and then Michael Fassbender played him in the, uh, the newer X-Men universe. Like when you get this kind of fleshed out like character you understand their motives then you normally get a strong backbone because you can understand the reason why the superheroes are trying to stop them, and he, but you can also kind of empathize why the villain sees the world the way it is. But you need to do a world building, and if you don't rush, if you rush your world building, your movie suffers, and that's proven time and time again. And I think that's the reason Amazing Spider-Man Two was, you know, welcomed by the audience the way it was, and that's the reason why the MCU was so positively looked upon by, you know, yeah, everybody no, 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 much. no, they did.
0: I mean, God, the patience. I mean, you, me and you are like, especially me, but we're all farts and we were kind of there from world one day one. And, you know, like, I mean, Iron Man one was a hugely entertaining film. I wasn't sitting there going, knowing my Iron Man kind of going, oh God, wait, where, where's the Mandarin? And where's, you know, like, I mean, where's the, uh, God, the extremist and where's all these other things. And you kind of go, no, this is an Iron Man film or Captain America who, the
1: first Avenger you're just like who was the dragon from Iron Man the comic books Fu Man no oh god um, oh god the, the dragon He all he says is his own name it's not Fu Man Shoot Fa Fa Fung Fa,
0: fa fun? Fu, yeah something like that yeah,
1: something fa, like fa, that yeah, yeah, yeah
0: you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna google it I know I'm wrong but at least yeah. I at least I took a shot at it from the from the it's um, pop up move the, or something
1: like that. Yeah. What I liked about the Marvel ones as well is that, like, all the first movies were kind of realistic, and then they're like, "We're going to give you a tour." This is slightly yeah. different than what we gave and you. And they managed and then, to wedge
0: it in, like you know. It yeah, was,
1: and then they're like, because they got you ready for, like, you know what I mean. They they give you a tour, and then we have isn't it like Captain America? Is it, yeah, kind of, the tour was third or fourth because we had Iron Man one, which is kind of like an rel- in like in the realm of the real world. Even the Incredible Hulk was kind of very grounded. And then you had Iron Man 2 which is slightly more fantastic but still very grounded. And then like they when they gave, you, gave us Thor they're like we're going to get you ready because things are going to get slightly different as we go along. We're, we're going to like this is like the Marvel were very gradual how they um, welcomed or they introduced the more fantastical elements of their world because by the time the Guardians of the Galaxy came around you were like of course. You know what I mean? Because we'd seen Avengers because we'd seen Thor part one and two at that stage like you know So when I just think if you have this gradual world building, you are like things are kind of be different. Each movie, you know what I mean? You change the expectation and then people are like when the more like outlandish things come in, you're like, of course, we've seen a thunder god. You know what I mean? Like, so why can't we see a talking tree or, or, you know, a a raccoon or whatever? You know what I mean? Because like, you're like, of course, of course, if Torkin be around and Norse gods are real. Of course, uh, you know, all oh, these crazy creatures can be uh, uh, in the other side of our universe. There was um, a great line
0: it, by uh, Nick Fiore where, uh, what are you talking about? Just uh, a god decided to take all what was his, and I decided not to argue with him. Some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> way yeah. better delivered than that, but it was I remember just being a great line. It was just like, wait, why didn't you stop him? Why didn't they stop oh, the him? the tesseract, <laughs> wasn't it? The yeah. Tesseract, yeah. yeah. Why didn't yeah. It stop him? It's <laughs> kind of going like, like, only the gamma radiation monster is stronger than him. And he yeah. has a hammer and he's 1500 years old and a trade war. I mean, they stop him. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. I'm a goddamn toddler. To yeah, yeah,
1: you know. yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's the, and the thing about it is like Marvel are brilliant to do in that where there's just like they, they build it up. And it's like when you see Thor's power. Um, in tour one, by the time he, he takes the Tesseract back home, you're like, Of course, no one's going to stop him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, we just seen him fight the destroyer in tour one that was like level the town, and he was able to defeat that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? Like, and it's all about world building, things like that, like just make the payoffs in these films so much more enjoyable, exactly. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? And you know, again, they
0: rushed it. You know what? If we were to put it down into a sentence, they rushed it. Like, I know yeah. you like, I mean, they fucked up characters and stuff, but you're absolutely right. Like, the fact of the matter is, they brought in a director and a writing team and said, make an Iron Man movie. And then they brought in a team and they said, make a, you know, make
1: John a. John Favreau's a fucking god.
0: God Favreau's a god. <laughs> and they said, you know, make a Thor movie. And then, like, you, they, int- like, they slightly introduced Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow and Iron Man 2. And, uh, yeah. you know, they introduced, whole- I know, like, had um, uh, Graham Norton, am I right? Ed Norton. Ed Norton uh, kept his nose clean. He would have been the Hulk, and that would have been an introduction movie. But at the same time, um, they just they just worked it. They worked it, and they worked towards. It. And it was a four year plan, and then they had a ten year plan, and now we're in a fifteen year plan. And you're going, yes, don't make twenty good films instead of making five terrible ones. That's not going to get to where you're trying to go.
1: It's just yeah, not. I'm- just just, yeah, just it's, it's all about not rushing like 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 uh, as i said we have been spoiled with the golden age of television and we really do enjoy long form storytelling now and nobody does marvel, like nobody does cinematic long form storytelling better than marvel nobody's done that nobody's done an interconnected universe however like i know there's some discrepancies about how interconnected these movies are and stuff whatever but 23 movies the timeline's pretty decent and it's pretty neat um, like you know how they've wrapped up all the movies together and it's never been done before I just think they didn't rush it and they got their ju- just rewards whereas Sony Warner Brothers they both tried to rush their expanded universes and both of them have had a lot of issues because of it and I think that's where Amazing Spider-Man 2 ends up it just ends up and it was rushed like you said and they just they end up failing because of it was rushed and none of the villains got the, the screen time they deserved or they needed and so people didn't care about their follow up luckily for us in a way. I
0: would say though, would we both agree on this, and I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but um that it's not a Garfield does not appeal Sony is not a failed Spider-Man. Sony, amazing Spider Man, is a failed Spider Man. That it's yeah. a macro, not a micro. The guy uh, the guy to get the script that he did that, he's absolute damnedest for what he was
1: given. Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Arche wrote the second one. Um, I just think the first one was a really strong movie, a uh, really solid movie. We talked about it last time. Perfect um, by no measures, but definitely a goddamn good film. Yeah, it's a solid movie. Like I'm sure yeah, we, know, we, we talked about the crane scene and stuff, but like, I just think to go from such a solid movie with nobody had any expectations of it being such a good movie or how good Andrew Garfield was going to be as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man to go and actually increase our expectations and to be so cavalier, and to be so careless with how they handled the second movie I think that's why they got such a bad fight feedback or negative reaction to Amazing Spider-Man 2 is because it was just such a waste of potential because the first one was such a solid foundation for the the creator universe on to you know to fumble the second one in such a way was not as bad as Spider-Man 3 but nearly as unforgivable you know
0: yeah god Jesus that's the thing, like Spider Man Three lowered the bar so much, and I remember just watching this today, going, "Yeah, this isn't bad, even though it was bad." And by the end of it, I thought it was terrible. But I remember yeah. just kind of going, "Like God, Spider Man Three was so awful." Yeah,
2: it's you know, awful, like it's like it's like been,
0: it's like getting stabbed, but then realizing that time someone stabbed you three times. And <laughs> kind of going, oh no, I've been stabbed! But you know what? Don't panic. You've been here. <laughs> I've, been <laughs> you know, <stabbed> worse. <laughs> I've been stabbed
1: worse.
0: I've been stabbed worse.
1: But well, um, we've covered pretty much every bit of ground. We've covered yeah, I, 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 things. I don't want
0: to be under. I yeah. do think we should yeah.
1: wrap up. We, we, we get the fuck out of here. So let's get the fuck out of here. Um, right. So this is another episode of Dark Side of the Moon in our segment Spider Fan Family Hour. I'm your host Vincent Green. He's your host No John 2e and Karen McAvoy the man behind the the curtain. He's the man that does brings in all these fucking hilarious advertisements you hear. All the cool shit that goes on behind the scenes. And to make our rambling sound like a coherent He's the Randy Warhol of Soundscapes. We are lucky to have him. His name's Andy Warhol. I know
0: what I said and <laughs> I
1: stand by it. <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, I love how committed I do. I do one take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> i'm not your whore yeah so we get the fuck out of here we'll uh we'll be back next time um with uh, another episode of spider from family hour the dark side of the moon um that'll be spider-verse uh sorry spider-man into the spider-verse the animated uh movie but um chris miller and uh i can't remember the other guy's name but we'll be back next time with that movie um hope you hear from me again whatever i was your host Vince green he's your host no john too No john say goodbye
0: so thank you so much for staying with
1: us. Peace out, folks. Be safe and right. be good. Bye, motherfuckers. See you next time. Allegedly, uh, well, no, we're not recording this technically. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but we are. But Jesus, yeah.
0: for love of fucking Christ, Carl, don't put this in.